Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television. Recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celeb reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I am the morally corrupt Sonia. Wow. <laughs> know that. In that case was... you can't tell, we literally just finished watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season one dinner, dinner party fight. Yes. fight. It's the only dinner party fight. Well, there's probably only, no, one, there's only the... one. No, no, no. Of this season. Oh, this season. Well, yeah. the season's almost over. I was so about we're to say, there's only one or two time. more episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The first season only goes like 10. Yeah. I think. And then there's so many more dinner party fights to go. I'm opening my eyes, everyone. I'm trying to watch. Yeah. Some shout of these out to Moni, last week's guest, for finally helping me convince Mike to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But we can talk about that more in a couple yeah. minutes. A lot of background information on a lot of shows. It's I really know. cool. I enjoyed it. I know. So, anywho. Let's get the housekeeping out of the way because we've yes. got a decent amount of stuff to talk about. This is a pretty good episode, so I'm eventful. excited. Fun. Certainly eventful. Depressing. Hits every Yeah, almost. weird. Everybody's, what's that? It's like a, it's like a Jimmy V day, right? That Jimmy was, V? Was oh, that his name? yes. You're okay, right. Look the, at me with my sports wow, references. Yeah. By the way, also, we're recording this uh, several days prior to Mike's birthday and the turn up has already begun. Yes. We're at the beginning of it. So by the end of this episode, it might sound a we'll little see. sloppy. We'll see. It'll be like vintage episodes, how we used to get drunk during every episode. That's true. <laughs> so if you hated our early episodes, But instead you know of why. hearing me crack a beer, you'll hear the pouring of Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey Whiskey. Oh, boy. So it begins. Although we might have to blank that out because I don't know if I'm allowed to say brands on this. Why would you? I don't know if it's a copyright thing. <laughs> You're giving them free advertising. If anyone has it and they've never drank it with Dr. Pepper, it's delicious. Well, I mean, if you're into drinking, that's Sorry. like your life. I see the broom coming out, so I think you're right. It is time for this house cleaning. Housekeeping. Keep it. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Housekeeping. Sonia, let's get this housekeeping started. We'll do the basic stuff right away. You can follow along with us on this rock of love journey. By watching along on Hulu, Tubi, or Amazon Prime. Yes. Shout out to Bosch, who did point out he couldn't find the episode on Amazon. Which is weird, because we could. Yeah. And we watched it at the same time yes. that he was apparently watching it, so who knows. But, but Tubi has all the benefits of cursing and boobies. But for free. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of boobies. A lot of Heather's boobies. Yeah, Heather specifically, but... Might as well. Three out of four episodes. Well, no, no two, two out of four out of for four. her, three out of four in general. Three out of four for Tits. Yes. Let's see, uh, what else? Please, everyone, do not forget to rate, review, subscribe. Tell friends who don't yes. suck. Five stars, please. Yes. It's always appreciated. It's a great free way to support us. Yes. We are so appreciative to everybody who's reviewed, well, most of you who are reviewed yes. so far. <laughs> but we are, we are newly on Patreon. Yes, it's a if you have some extra coins to support us yes. in another way. But if you don't, that's fine. We yes. understand. We know it's a very difficult time right now for everyone. Uh, but we do, like we said before, we We're appreciate so it so much. We're so grateful for every single one of you. Yes. Whether you're paying us or not. So Now, Sonia, where can Oh, wait, they find by the way, that? just we want to shout out Ooh. like an incentive for, to listen to on Patreon. We've got the final two episodes of the Love is Blind saga. The, yes. the final part went up on Friday. Yes. 
And we're about to do the year 2001. Plus next month, we're going to do the year 2002 plus Brett Michaels movie. We have to see it. I'm very I've, excited. I've never seen it or heard about it prior oh, me to neither. this happening. This so. might be great. I'm gonna I mean, be, it's not going to be great, but. You're going to walk out of the bedroom one morning. I'm going to be out on the couch. And I'm going to have like a bandana and like fake long blonde hair. What happened? That movie was so inspirational. I really hope the movie's not so terrible now. There's no way it's going to be yes. not terrible. Right. But where? But, oh, wait. Side note. Can we also thank our patron? Like somebody contributed. Oh. Since the last time, I would like to shout out. Oh, of course. Shout out to Gnome. What's up, Gnome? <laughs> cool. Oh, my goodness. Thank Things you very much. Things are about much. to get rowdy. It's going to be one of those episodes. Yeah. But, but on a very serious note, thank you very much. Yes. It's appreciated. Well, with Sonia, where can they find our Patreon? Patreon.com slash rewind the love pod. Yes. Which is awesome. One of the benefits, we will be bringing you two episodes a month, two extra episodes a month, yeah, I should we, say. Yeah, we explained to them what we're putting out there. You didn't say that? I didn't say two specifically, but it's fine. Oh, anyway, well, yes. Well, so two specifically. We don't have any VH1 CU news, really. I mean, quiet day. I in guess that the world. Heather and Lacey drama is still happening. The Chance thing is a real OnlyFans. I was scrolling on freaking Instagram and he put up a new post about it again. Because like yeah, I said, I thought it was about it several times. I thought it was a fake thing. I was like, oh, no. I guess he's making a joke, you know, because during no. this time, everyone's making, well, not everyone. A lot of women are making OnlyFans. No, a lot of men are probably successful. too. A lot of people in general are making True. OnlyFans. I saw some lady saying she was going to, she was going to create a joke OnlyFans where she was just going to be eating and people were like, it's funny how you think that that would be a joke, but you'd probably still oh, you're fine rake in the yeah, dollars. There's going to be some people out there who would Fuck yeah. fetish stuff like that. Think you about know the what? feet that models. That They're that probably making bank. Honestly, all of them. Remember that one chick on uh, TikTok who was saying that she sold the all sorts of things, including the yeah. shavings in her pet egg? Money. Listen. Hey, you just did one of those baby peels on your feet. I know. Next time, I'm going to find somebody. This is already off to the weirdest fucking it's start. It's funny. Of We're all getting of our there. I hope, hopefully, this is not your first episode. <laughs> what a weird point yes. to join in. Well, but see, if it is, what's there, up? Yes. But we can kind of get into what we're watching now, which really only seems to be the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, we've watched like some other stuff to fill in the gaps, but I it's finally got Mike there. to start I, watching I it. I watched Avengers Infinity War and Endgame back to back yesterday, which was actually really cool to do. It's a long, long commitment, but it's fun. If you've been listening to the show for more than a couple episodes, you will not be shocked to find out that I haven't watched any. Any. Any of the recent avengers movies i have watched no no i watched the the original i saw the first one and then i actually saw one of the other what's the one with the olsen sister what's the one with the olsen sister? age of ultron yes i saw that one so you saw the first two oh my god so you only have to watch infinity war and endgame (sighs) yeah i love infinity war well we'll see anyway so we've basically been watching real housewives of beverly hills mike how do you feel about it so far I think it's okay. Where the did funny it thing, rank well, in where in the Housewives you've watched? You say to, to date. Me, uh, uh, the first thing you, of course, immediately say is, "Oh, so do you think this is like your favorite looks wise group?" And it's like, yeah, maybe. But yeah, I feel like it's it's would be a anyone tie. who doesn't I feel like love a lot Lisa of, Vanderpump. First off, is a liar. Okay, first of all, a, there's a lot. There's a strong anti Lisa contingency really? on the internet. Well, I'm also she's, I've only watched messy. Van, I've only watched Vanderpump Rules and now episode. Uh, and it's not like just that. One. Like he stands Lisa. Like he like thinks that Lisa's interesting. Like he actually genuinely like would leave me for Lisa if given the opportunity. I don't know about that. 
You'd consider also probably leaving me for Kyle if given the opportunity. I like Kyle as well. <laughs> Camille's in there too. Well, Camille doesn't stick around. Because you kind of looked at me. You're like, she's probably going to be one of your type, huh? When watching this, you're like, and it's kind of like, give it an episode or two. And, then, and like, what's yeah, funny is like, in. especially in comparison, because like, I don't really in general think of you as like, I don't want to say I don't want to, I don't want to say that I don't feel like you find white women attractive, Watch but it's not yeah. necessarily your no. main, it's not your main group, but uh, I feel like <laughs> your two categories of white women are represented between Beverly Hills and Rock of Love. That's, that's pretty <laughs> funny. Welcome, listeners. I guess they know now, yes. Yes. Well, I mean, you've talked about it enough between the Flavor of Love franchises. That so. is true. You got to show them that you're interested in all types of things. Shout out Hoops Crystal. And I, I'll be respectful and call her Neve. <laughs> What else? Oh, and I realized it's been going on for several weeks, but we just happen to have never brought it up. But we're watching The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan yes. documentary series. It's been really good. I'm excited 90s for the finale. Kids, as 90s yeah. kids, this was very insightful. This is our time, really. I mean, we, it's a little bit. We were very little. We went through, through most of his career. I'm really hoping they oh no, they've talk Space about Space Jam. Jam. I don't been... know. They're telling a story so out of order. I have no fucking yeah. idea that like I'm trying when to things now are happening. If it was episode eight, I'll have to rewatch again. I mean, I'm probably gonna buy it on Blu-ray when the time comes. Anyway, besides that, that's all you've been watching. And as per usual, just you watch a lot of yeah outside of SVU. Anyone, if you're a video gamer and you have not played God of War, it is awesome. I'm still in the beginning. The only thing Sonya doesn't like about it is the noises. It's just like that kid's voice is really annoying. Hey. And like the and the and the weapon oh, clanging goodness. is just a lot. Boy. Yeah, he calls him. Bo- he's constantly boy. Come boy, here, boy. 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 B- bitch, we fucking know. You're, boy, he's, get the, the boat. he's the only other person around. It's like there's kid. no confusing who else who he, you'd be talking to. Yeah. Great so. story overall. Like the entire God of War series is phenomenal, especially if you love Greek mythology. Obviously, with God of War, Kratos. Great story. They bring in all the gods and stuff. This one's focused really with like Thor and I guess the Viking lore. It's really freaking cool. But outside of that, I think we're pretty much ready to get into this episode. I know. So what did you think about it overall? I thought it was, an, it's kind of as we, we've been, you know, discussing amongst ourselves without being in detail about stuff, but it really almost does hit every emotion where there's something like you laugh through it. You do feel bad for some, I'm not saying like you're sitting here crying, but you feel bad for some of them. Mm. You know, there's a little bit of surprise as we find out two people are going home. Yeah, I meant to look into what happened with that, if it was supposed to be one or not. I, I honestly always, forgot how yeah, this season went. I always thought it went 10 people, then we're getting down to one every week. I mean, always is relative because we only have two franchises to go on. One true. is more structurally similar to this. Very true. So I'm not really sure. I guess we'll see. Good point. What were your thoughts? It was fine. It actually went like surprisingly, surprisingly quickly. That is very true. Next thing you knew, all of a sudden it's like elimination time. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like all of a sudden it was like, oh, I'm halfway through the episode. Word. But I mean, just because like it's definitely a lot of establishment of some storylines, but nothing too eventful yes. happened. No, it's, that's a good point. It is now because there's still so many women. I don't want to say girls. Yes. I women does, or ladies. I'll say women. There's still so many that it seems like they don't know where to put the edits yet. But you do get a lot of like, Jess is yeah, now getting some more edits. Hell. Yeah, Jess is now getting some more talking heads. You know, obviously this episode was very like Brandy C kind of Sam centric. Yeah. 
there's definitely, of course, going to be focal points in every episode. We've yes. seen that across franchises that, like, you know, whoever is potentially going home or definitely going home ends up being a main focal point of the episode. Yeah. But they're doing at least a little bit better job of trying to throw us as the audience off. Which makes it more entertaining. Yeah, definitely. I was a little surprised. Well, a little surprised about how it went. Oh, uh, yes. Well, we'll talk we about it. We can get it. into it, yeah. So, here we are. Rock of Love Season 1, Episode 4, titled Riff It Good. God, they're lazy as fuck with these titles, man. It really, yeah. Now, it's a little, I don't want to say it's annoying, because it's like, whatever. It's a TV show, whatever. But some of the Flavor of Love ones, or the New York, it's like, oh, okay. At least they use something that was tied into the episode more of a pun well i mean I, there's well this a one's pun. A, of i was course. gonna say last week's was literally called motocross yeah no no That's, talk about the I laziest i was gonna say like talk about a tie-in motorboat cross i don't know oh boy i don't know well what else could you call it i mean i've got a pretty sick title i'm pretty proud of this week's title on our show but very exciting <laughs> everybody's gonna see it you clicked onto this to hear it so you already know what it is but it'll make more sense when you get to the epi- when we get to the part of the episode yes. that it's relevant, I'll talk about it. There we go. So, so this what's episode happening now. Yes, what's happening the, now in the show? Tell this them. episode opens with the ladies after elimination. They're hanging out now. You see Brandy C. Looks like she's getting wasted. Rodeo walks away because she starts to cry because she's missing her son. Yeah. Well, first we see Brandy C. Saying that her best friend went home, so she needs to drown her sorrows in liquor, and then a bunch of them. Or drunk, dancing, just being messy. Her best friend of three days. Yeah, her best friend of three days. Or four days. We, technically, we never know the timeline on these things. Either way, uh, not enough time for it yes. to actually be her best friend. So Rodeo's sitting at the bar, and she's like, looking kind of bored at first. And she's like, listen, I love to party, but like I'm sitting there, and like I just realized that I really miss my son, and you know, I start crying. And she's like crying in basically almost every talking head we see from her this week this episode that's all it and is. also her son's name is cotton like she just goes cotton and i was at first like what and then i'm like oh right that's probably his name oh that seems like a very on-brand thing for somebody who goes by rodeo to name her son who loves rock and country music well we'll we'll get to that yes so she goes upstairs and is basically having a a breakdown yeah She's really losing it. I mean, we're not parents, but I can imagine that it would be very difficult, especially yes. considering you're like, you're just out here turning up. And we don't know enough about her, too. Like, we know she's broken. Obviously, she's a single feet. parent. She's like, she's had a pretty rough life. Yeah. So Lacey's up in the room with her and we think she's trying to like, well, you one would think Lacey is trying to, you know, comfort her. Mm-hmm. But in Lacey's mind... She's like, oh, I figured I'd put it on Brett's radar so he'll probably yes. send her home. Like she, Let me show she, she Brett calls her it. Weakness. She says that she she saw Rodeo's breakdown as an opportunity and wants Brett to see that Rodeo probably shouldn't be there. So Brett actually comes in, and I gotta say, as much shit as I'm going to give Brett in general. I appreciate the fact that he is around more and certainly more interested in spending time with them That's than true. Flav was. Because I was thinking about that more about the time that Flav was on Trading Spouses or Celebrity Wife Swap or whichever one of those he was on. And the big issue that the new wife, I forgot who he switched with. Maybe we'll do that as a bonus episode too. Ooh. The The new wife that he switched with 
is like why are you never home like why are you always out he was like out bowling all the time and not like in a bowling league he would just yeah. like, show up to a bowling alley and just go fucking bowling we know and, he like, likes bowling we'd go and like fucking rage or whatever so it was like spend more time with your family so i appreciate that brett is making an effort to be around the ladies more and in this instance as well it seems like as much negativity as you could put on him he does seem to be a good parent yeah i definitely don't question his parenting i mean and this and he could connect with her in this scene and in this instance because he's like you know what I'm on the road all the yeah, time. I kind of know what it's like to not be I mean, around my girls. He's away from his girls right now doing this project. It, yes. I mean, he has more opportunity to leave and go see them. Yes. Potent- I mean, I don't know where his. Yes. And he's like a multimillionaire lives, rock star. But, you know, it's. I mean, apparently he's still on good enough terms with the mom. So. <laughs> so it's one of those. It's nice to see him there caring. He doesn't just go like. Yeah. You know, and he goes. Hey, to, cheer he, up, champ. Yeah. Or, he's like really comforting her. And then he's like, oh, let's go call your boy and, you know, whatever. So Rodeo says in a talking head, as much as I want to be here with Brett, being away from my son is the most difficult thing that I've ever had to do. And I'm like, bitch, you broke both of your feet and needed to relearn how to walk. And you had cancer. And she's whatever. had a tough fight. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that's. <laughs> But walking away from Brett, my God, that's so much. No, being away from her son. Oh, being away from being away from her son. Which or Brett (laughs) at this point. So Brett has a talking head where he talks about comforting her, and he's like, you know, I miss. He told her how much he misses her daughter, like we said, but he does express concern about how long he thinks she's going to last in this crazy house of rock. We see this scene, and at first, I didn't really understand why they included it, but it makes more sense later on brandy c is shit-faced and she's in the backyard and she's in like a t-shirt and underwear and her makeup is smeared from crying and she's like smoking a cigarette and like yelling and she's saying in a talking head that now that christy is gone she doesn't have any doesn't have any interest in talking to anybody else here except for brett and she needs time with him so she's going to try to get into his room oh did you really skip jess's line though what oh i thought it was hilarious what jess looks and goes She's like, I swear, or Brandy says, I swear, like, I'm not as drunk as I look. Yeah. And then Jess goes like, wait, wait, wait. Looks around at the girls and goes, who here thinks drunk or Ruski's drunk? And I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. Drunk or Ruski. Apparently. Oh, come on. That's Apparently funny. when you find girls hot, you find them funnier. You could be like, it's like, uh, oh, that's funny. Like the, I don't know. You've never seen Little Giants. No. There's always, in the scene, there's a scene in Little Giants where the ball's out. It's like a play. He goes, Fubble Ruski, Fubble Ruski, Fubble Ruski. So if you hit someone my age, they might know the reference. <laughs> somebody, somebody out there Someone my that. age who watched sports like, movies. I feel like we should, if we had a dollar for like every time we go, somebody under out there understood that reference, we'd, there's we'd be doing better. <laughs> Bosh, help me out, bro. Brandy C is waiting to speak to Brett, I guess. And yes. she we first see her like drunkenly leaning against some like s- scaffolding that they have set up inside. This house makes no goddamn sense. Yeah. So there's like it's I guess it's supposed to look like a concert setup. So there's like scaffolding, like concert, yeah. like outdoor. They're like, guys, listen, we're going to bu- we built three quarters of the house. house. Yeah. We I built don't... three quarters of the house. The girl's going to be drunk the whole time. They're not even going to know the other quarter's finished. It's You're too good. Dangerous. They're not finished. And then we see her like laying on this couch, like her feet on that like coffee table. And Big John is like laughing at her. And he's like, what are you doing? It is funny when he comes out of Brett's room. And she's like, I'm waiting to say Brett. And he's like, 
it's not he goes it's not gonna happen tonight honey and i'm like but doesn't he also say he's not here he might. I, uh, I thought he goes like, "That's not happening tonight." Like he's not here. See you tomorrow. Well, I mean, and then he, he could be saying anything because she Just was get... that drunk. Yeah. So she's like cry arguing with him, and she's like, "Where is he? Where's Just... Brett?" Just go to bed, and, and you Big can... John literally just like walks away from her, <laughs> like crying, like just. She's... Brandy, just listen for the harmonica. You'll know what it means. Oh my god! Right, that was so fucking weird. No, I'm saying that. No, I meant about the next scene. Why is it weird? It's cool. It's like <laughs> literally. So it's so that's the end of that night. Yeah. So it's the next morning, and Brett is like up and ready to go, and he's just playing the harmonica. And the way they set it up is, it's like the sound of the harmonica summons the women from wherever they are. Like it's, oh, the it's like Anchorman in the Conchal. Oh my god. <laughs> They're all like, what's that? Like, somebody's playing music. And then they all just wander downstairs from wherever they are. And I'm like... My God. Very powerful harmonica. That's funny. And I literally said... I have in my notes, a couple of the ladies are outside saying there's music going on upstairs. And I literally have... How does this house work? I'm convinced that the stairs are like Harry Potter stairs. Where it's like <laughs> shit, just Hogwarts shit. stairs where shit moves around. And I'm sure there's somebody at home who's watched this like recently and is like, bitch, it is very obvious yeah. how this house is fucking. It's right out the I kitchen. I mean, it's one of those like, it looks like it's like a sunken living room type yes. of thing. I just need to see the layout because at least with the flavor of love and I love New York houses that like. He's right by the back door of the kitchen in the backyard. Room, there's like a living room on the main floor yes. and a dining room and whatever. And then the bedrooms are upstairs. And this downstairs. Is like like, apparently no i mean here in this house yeah no i'm talking there's about bedrooms. no i'm saying that there's in the flavor of love and, and ah. i love new york houses there's living quarters downstairs yes. and there's sleeping quarters upstairs like god intended <laughs> anyway so wherever the ladies are in the house they're being summoned by the sound harmonica. of brett's harmonica playing and they're all just like standing in front of the stage adoringly so he addresses them on the mic for some reason, which is like, there's 10 of them and they're standing right in front of you. You don't need to talk into the microphone. He's a rock star. So obviously he says that music is his life and he wants them to inspire him creatively by writing lyrics to two songs he created. So Brett says in a talking head that it's important to him that the girl in his life, girl, his words, not mine. The girl in his life is also creative and they have two options. They can choose between an up-tempo hard rock song or a ballad. Do you believe they actually got to choose or do you think they were assigned? No, I think they actually chose. Really? I actually realized now that I didn't write down who chose what kind of sound. Oh, it's whatever. Do you remember? I have not written that either. Wow. We are total hacks. Oh, wait. Actually, hang on. I feel like that's an important No, thing. I didn't write which one they had. I could probably remember. It's all right. It's not really that important. No. Because this, what's funny is like, you know, we've pointed out before in times where it's like, you know, when the challenge is only like 10 minutes of the episode, it's about to be good. The challenge is like. like 15 minutes. I think at least, that like at episode. least. And by the time the challenge is over, it's 20 minutes in of like 20 plus minutes in of a 40 minute episode. So we also just have to, to go, give you an idea of what we're working yeah. with today. We have to go looking for his solo album too, though. Do we? 
it's not really on my I want to find out if Let's one of these songs made it. Let's put it this way, that it. it was a bigger priority to find Brandy C's sex tapes there's or mul- porn there's videos. Her- it was more important for me to there's find Brandy's sex, sex tapes, sex tapes than it was for me to find Brett's solo albums. So do with that information what you will. He says they're going to have to get up there and riff it and really believe it and the whole theme of all the songs should be love so the teams it's going to be five teams of two yes which i thought was interesting i would have figured like two teams of five so it's like more of a band but it's fine it's not my show who it's fucking do it yeah well no because they can't play instruments and stuff then i, mean, I would they're say not yes. playing instruments anyway exactly that's why you don't make teams of five it's not like two partridge families they could be fucking i don't know like spice girls Brady in punches. Yeah, the Brady Bunch, there were six of them. I was actually thinking about how much the house reminded me of the Brady Bunch house oh, after right. a while anyway. So that's weird that you brought yes. that up. Here's a story. Heather and Magdalena are the first team. Obviously, Heather's pissed because the last time Magdalena sang, it was not great. No. Uh, Brete. Brete. Jess and Brandy M, which I was like, oh, yeah, great. My team. Yeah. Woo. Lacey and Aaron. I don't know if you've heard everybody, but um, Lacey's a musician and she, the, she's been doing this her whole life. And like music is her life and she takes it really seriously. Writing it since five. I don't know if you've heard that. She doesn't really like to bring it up. Just like Brent doesn't like to bring up that he's diabetic. Although he does not bring it up this week. Wow. So. But Lacey did enough talking about the fact that she's a musician to make up for it. Sam and Brandy C are also paired up and Rodeo and Mia, who are the only ones who are generally excited to be to, well, the most excited to be together. They're like, yes. high five. Yes. Although like Jess and Brandy M are friends. So I don't know. And it seems like the rest they of them They just don't are, know what the fuck they're going to do. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Rodeo and Mia seem like, all right, like we know something about well, music Well, Rodeo's very confident, unsurprisingly, because she's she believes literally she confident all the time. Yes. So she's like, I sing at weddings. I sing at karaoke. And I wrote my notes. I want to do karaoke with Rodeo so fucking oh bad. Oh, my God. She looks like the best person to do karaoke On the with. spot right because now. you know what, what it is? Song? She's, oh, That Don't Impress Me Much by Shania Twain. Wow. That's actually a great it, choice, Right? Yo. Isn't it? I love that song. Wow. Off the top of your head like I that, too. Know. I'm actually kind of impressed. I know. But I, you know what I think would make her a really good karaoke person is because you need two characteristics in somebody you go doing karaoke with you True. need somebody who is like down to do it mm-hmm. like really just there to have fun and not take it too seriously but also wants to participate but you also need somebody who's not judgmental who's just there and like is like listen we're all here to have fun no it doesn't matter how bad you like cheers you on no matter how bad it sounds yes. you know like and I feel like she would absolutely be that energy. We all need a rodeo in our lives. Everybody needs a rodeo in our lives. She also has a great follow on Instagram, too. She's just always posting inspirational quotes. Nice. That she writes. I love the positivity. I know. She's she's You she's, shit, rodeo. She's amazing. Shout out, rodeo. I don't know we if you stand. listen, rodeo, but you're awesome. I mean, I don't think she does. She I seems she... like somebody who like only listens to like I hope she inspirational podcasts. Like, and I country think... music. Yes. Well, we'll get to that later. And she says this challenge is a dream come true, which they say uh, we we love to joke here about how Rodeo, like everything is the most exciting thing she's ever done. Yep. She's like if a golden retriever was a person. And she like says this line with like unblinking seriousness. And then they do this weird thing where she like cocks her head to the side and they play this squeak sound. I and start. I'm like, yep. Are you guys calling her? 
old and crazy. I started. This is which side note again? She's thirty nine. Like she's not. I went. This is that's ancient, but this is where they kind of start the crazy edit on her. I mean, they okay. So they've had they the crazy. Did it with the last, I mean, but. they've they've had the crazy edit on her for the last two episodes at least. But I feel like this one they did like the crazy girlfriend edit as opposed to the like the crazy ex girlfriend, the, the crazy fun edit. Yeah. So the winning team gets one one person on the team gets a date tonight, and the other person gets yes. a date tomorrow, and they have supposedly two hours to. Uh, yes, very supposedly. big. Su- supposedly, because they also come down to sing and like all like makeup and hair done and different outfits. And- well, so maybe we've talked about this before that maybe they have two hours to actually do it, but then they have additional time to, to get prepare. ready. And, yes, because I think we talked about that during the Flavor of Love season two dance challenge. Yes. They, there's apparently a pile of stuff laid out, including instruments and old school CD players. Wasn't that a sight for sore eyes? It's nice. I miss Those my CD, CD players, player. like, and I swear to God, I hate being like such a my like Discman. douchey Discman. millennial about it. But it was like, it's great memories. It's no, cool. not it's only cool that, but I would just be like, if you showed that to you know, like a Gen Z kid, we're talking like mid Gen Z, like thirteen years old. Like, would a kid even know what to do with that thing? Oh, like, would you even know? Like, because that was such a central part of our life. Like, being that age, like, you needed one of those. Like, exactly like oh, the one yeah. that they had. I, I would buy multiple. I'd go through and, like, try out different headphones and shit. Oh, wow. Like, you'd have the ones that, like, clip over the ear. Then you have the oh, in-ear. Then you have the overheads. Those? And you'd be like, which one has the best bass sound? Which one is this? And then you'd oh, read the sides. And it's like, bass plus plus this. And I'm like. Oh, none of that ever mattered yeah. to me. But well, nowadays. All right, Freddie Mercury. No, but I mean. <laughs> nothing really matters. No, I just, I mean, I was listening to like, I mean, because after a while that shit would skip anyway. Like, it didn't matter how oh, much your you would get one were. little scratch and you're fucked. Just like one summer in summer camp and ev- everything in your CD binder was destroyed. Which I will say I am disappointing my current car. And I think new cars don't have CD players anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, that was weird. But when we found, we have a whole freaking, what would you call it? A trapper keeper? No, like one of those CDs? CD binders. Yeah. From my, from my, we were cleaning out my mom's house, like my yeah. old childhood bedroom, and we found one. And There's a we bunch of mixes that we, we can't listen to. We don't have anything to play a CD. Yeah. Well, actually, I or guess a PlayStation. Up I will not use my PlayStation. We have a surround sound system. Everyone's really? like, you have a fucking surround sound system? Are you fucking kidding Attached me? Attached to a CD listen? player? It's got its own speakers. With the CD player in it. It's oh, a Blu-ray know. player. That's what that thing is. Oh, I didn't fucking know. Anyway. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So we I've see, only had it. Why would I pay attention? How many times did we actually use the fucking surround sound? I think we tried to use it. What did we try to use Star it watching Wars. the other? Yeah. We just tried using it with Star Wars and you had one like pew pew and you were just like, dude, you got to turn this off. Because it was really no, loud. No, the neighbor. I feel bad for the neighbors. It's going to sound like there's a war upstairs. The bass is very strong. So we see a bunch of scenes of the ladies working out their songs. Honestly, despite their hesitancy to work together kind of in it. they seem to be generally getting along yeah. we get a scene of rodeo and mia sitting outside and oh my goodness I felt, she's yeah. like she's writing a song and i'm not even exaggerating or like being facetious when i say that the lyrics include something about their kids being at play under a rainbow of never-ending love no, this is her song. This is the line she wanted, that was but the Mia line. said no. 
Rodeo says like, oh, I have the no, greatest br- line I've ever no, written. No, she she brings it up several. That was the line that she wrote. Rainbow. And No, the first line that she writes, the first line we see her say, and I didn't write it down verbatim, but I got the general gist of it, Shit, which is kids are at play under a rainbow of never ending love. So Mia is in a talking head like, what the fuck yes. is wrong with her? Why does she sing and about kids? And we get like the one joyful rodeo scene. We get the entire episode is going, holy shit, that was and she just does her crazy <laughs> laugh. She was so happy. Danielle from Charm School episode three and like Golden Trash and friend of the show was like, wrote me, was like, I love your rodeo impression. <laughs> I'm sad that we're not going to. I'm going to have to oh, hold off no. for a while. Spoiler alert. It's all right. We could still do it here and there. I know. I'll just bring it back. We for bring no out reason. other people. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Show to show. Bring just it Just do like rock of love fan fiction where like rodeo comes back oh my god on a horse riding on a horse it's all right brett i'll save you i want to know you know what i feel like we'll cancel her in my mind if she's not a fan of old town road she probably has her own remix to it i need to know how she feels about old town road horse to brett michael's house and i'm (laughs) bringing cotton in we with me for a play date i don't know i (laughs) try rainbow Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's how i get home I need to know how she feels about. I need to know how she feels about Old Town Road. I need to know how she feels about uh, Beyonce's Daddy Lessons. I do know that. That's the acoustic one. I tried learning. That's the country one. Yeah, I, the one that she performed with the Dixie Chicks at the at the Country Music Awards that yeah. people got all mad. That one. I could probably play that one too. We just can't sing. Hey. Anyway, so Aaron and Lacey, we see them working together. Actually, it's weird they match. With what they're wearing? Yes. Oh. And what's weird is like they're then wearing those same outfits the next day for a conversation we'll obviously discuss later on. But like thing. it's the it's the same shade of like olive green top. Okay. But like Lacey's is, you know, like three quarters sleeve. I forgot what that kind is called where like y'all know if you were a girl in the 2000s. So there were those three quarter sleeve tops that had like a bunch of small buttons. They were very popular in Abercrombie and Hollister. I can't think of what they're called, though. Well, technically, the shirt is called a baseball. Sure. No, that one wasn't. No, quarters. that wasn't it. I trust me, it was not it. So anyway, so they're in the same. Helpless fashion. People. They're in the same shade of like olive green top, and they both have the same jean color on too. Like huh. jeans are the same colors. I thought. See it was that really I weird. didn't. I didn't pick up on. But they really do I'm get shocked. The, oh. <laughs> it's like have another glass of whiskey. No, yeah, I didn't even mean it shaded. No, it's more just like I why don't. would you pay attention? to I really clothes? don't. I pick up. Yeah, it's like, unless somebody tits are fully out which Aaron at this point were like tit blind it like, pretty much is Every, yeah I mean listen again get the most out of your money yo hell yeah flaunt that shit wait where what were we saying about this oh from so beyond that Aaron is freaking out because yeah. she's got terrible performance anxiety and Lacey obviously is extremely confident because in case you didn't know she's it is a, like the worst she's a musician. they could have done no I think they did at least well, for they, Lacey's I mean, sake it's right but Lacey's I, like, well, you really couldn't just give me someone else? I feel like it's not really a good indictment of her, though, that the fact that they end up getting a not great review, like, they don't even go, well, like, as far as we see, they don't even go, like, oh, it was good, yeah. but good lyrics blah, blah, blah. Or this, yeah. Right. Like, if you are if you contributed the most to the group project, but, like, the whole project gets an F, you know, like, I don't you, really you know. You can't blame the group. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, you still tried. But I don't know if you've heard Lacey's a musician. Have I mentioned it at all? I don't think she's talked about it, so. Is that kind of like the bird's the word? <laughs> Everybody's heard. So, 
Lacey does this whole talking head about like, oh, Aaron has nothing to contribute, so it's all going to fall on my shoulders, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I've been writing songs since I was five. I'm a musician, yes. in case you haven't heard. Then we get a scene of Sam and Brandy C. Sam has been Sam. writing lyrics this whole time. She has a journal, as, yes. Or as, uh, what is it, Brandy C calls it her, oh, right, she's got a creepy little journal. That's what she called it, the That's creepy little did. journal. And you know what's funny is like I feel the like they are very much, especially because there's like sisters that do this on TikTok, where like one's a very goth sister, one's a very like pink and preppy sister. Where really? they look, they look like they're about to be in like a 2000s makeover montage, like the oh, pairing no. of the two of them. But anyway, so Sam's got a bunch of lyrics written out because she's been writing emo poetry off in the corner, doing whatever, and like her lyrics are. Basically what you would think that Sam would be writing, which she has this one. She goes, and I emerged with blood lace might from the stampede. And she's like, is that too much? And it's like, yes, bitch, it's too much for a love song. A stampede of her heart. Stampede of your heart. Stampede my heart. Oh, look at us. (laughs) We're making our own right now. Oh, my God. We need some milk. Milk? Remember, Remember they did that yesterday on the verses where it's like it's a. Oh God! It's a his Wi-Fi needs some milk or yeah. whatever. Oh my God! Oh my! Oh, he needs because, some milk. It reminds because we were listening to Luda today. Luda Shout out Ludacris if you're ever listening. Why would Ludacris listen? I don't to know because he's the man. But the I forget the line. White, what is it? White top, white belt, white jeans, milk like milk. Oh, I don't remember which song that's from. Mm. Honestly, I'm a fake fan. I guess. Wow. We go back to rodeo and Mia, and Mia's like basically trying to explain to her. You you can't keep just like repeating. I'm head over heels. Like we we need to do other stuff. We need a song. song. And Rodeo literally goes, okay. So what about kids? It must have been at the beginning. What's more, they must have done this out of order. I feel like this was shown out of order. This guy is literally making a solo album. He's a rock star, and she wants to throw in kids. I mean, it would be, even if he wasn't making a solo album, which I realize this is the second episode where that's coming up. So I feel like he's, this is all in a, I mean, obviously all of this is an elaborate program as a person, but like, I know, but this is like, I didn't, it didn't occur to me till literally right now how much this is blatantly an elaborate PR opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I know that, but I didn't. It didn't really click how much it's yeah. like. It all comes back to it's him like, promoting uh, the album specifically, because most of the time it's about like promoting him as a person, like trying to get him back in the public eye or whoever. But this is literally just elaborate album promo. Mia says in a talking head that she's unsure about wanting to focus so much of the lyrics around kids because it doesn't really go with the song yes. as a whole. She's correct. But she's like not really vocalizing that to Rodeo at all. Like no. you want to talk about conflict. Avoidance. She's intimidated by her. I would be. I mean, there's probably like ways to do it that are. You could just be like, hey, Rodeo, we're making a rock song. Or also for a like kids don't star. reflect me or my experience. Or his, or his music. Well, not even that. Like, because he's probably dedicated songs. He's like really obsessed with his daughters. Yeah. So like it wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past him that he's like written songs about his kids before but like if i was mia i'd be like okay but like it's supposed to be a team effort i don't that's have true. kids you're talking about you and his kids together like that's not really super fair to me so can we just talk about like love in general or yes whatever so that that's more of what i was a little bit surprised about as somebody we assume mia doesn't have kids yes so you know who knows good point 
So we go in to see Heather and Magdalena. Magdalena is actually taking the lead, which I'm kind of surprised about because that seems very out of character for bossy bitch Heather. Well, I guess she's somewhat in or somewhat musically inclined. Is that the right way to I say mean, it? I mean, I think that she thinks that she yes, is. Which is why she takes the lead and why I feel like Heather doesn't argue it. But all, Heather also makes fun of her because she's like, well, we heard her lyrics last time. Well, I mean, right. So I don't understand. If you're trying to win, why would you? Sorry, you're, you're rhyming with Brete. It's like, nah. I mean, she rhymed Brete with Suete. So it's actually kind of. Y'all ain't Eminem. <laughs> I don't know. Magdalena said she's very excited when she heard they would be writing music and singing songs for Brett. And Heather's kind of like, I don't I'm just more surprised that Heather, who likes to be me, my, I'm in charge, I'm the boss, I take control of everything. Or just excited about doing things. Yeah. And, well, not even excited, but just, like, takes any opportunity to be like, it was me, I did it, I deserve the credit. Mm. And Magdalena there, who, again, like, we cannot stress enough how bad, like, the her singing and the lyrics were during yeah. the phone challenge two weeks ago. So she's like scoffing in her talking head. She's like, oh, she's not very musically talented and she can, I don't know, swing around a pole good. Nice. So they're trying to work out lyrics and Heather makes a pretty cringy comment. Like, mm. oh, her lyrics might make sense in Poland, but they sure as hell don't make sense here. Yikes. We get a quick, scene of brandy m and jess they're both freaking out because they're not especially musical i thought it was kind of funny (laughs) i like jess's line here because she's like all we know how to do is smoke cigarettes and drink except yeah we got two out of three down for partying so and being a rock star we go back to rodeo and oh but this is where they say hey we got a drink oh well yeah they start drinking so it's like yeah i'll be a little more loose when i drink Rodeo and Mia, we get another scene of them. Rodeo's obviously still hung up on kids playing. Now the kids are playing in the sandbox. And Rodeo goes, it's actually a little bit frustrating with Mia because I actually took out a lyric that was beautiful and said, I would love you just like a rainbow that's endless in the sky. Grab our kids L.A. style. Let's love right, baby, because I want to fly. It's creative. It's, um, those are all certainly words. Just makes me think of something like, gonna take my baby, gonna hold her tight. <laughs> gonna grab some afternoon delight. It all comes back to Anchorman, apparently, today. Today? Ooh, I have a new reference for things. Hopefully, I don't eat a delicious burrito and throw it at a motorcyclist. <laughs> Actually, that, that brings back milk, too. What? Oh, God, yes. Milk was a yes. Milk was I imme- bad, choice. bad choice. I immediately regret this decision. Oh my god. Wow. Milk and Anchorman. That's today's theme. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Although I thought, I guess this is where we're going with Lacey showing Aaron well, wait, a tambourine. Wait, first, well, we get a very quick scene again of Brady Evan just like drinking and just like deciding they're going to fuck around on guitars. Yes. I don't know. Then they we actually get did a good job. Aaron we'll get to it, but. being like so far from the beat it is like a blip on the horizon and Lacey's like this bitch can't even get a four countdown like it's I'm bad. literally trying to teach her one two three four like and she's just get your booty on the floor so we get again back to Brandy M and Jess and we're just like goofing around and Jess is like I want to show them that even though like I can't sing I can still have a good time and rock it out yes we get one last scene of Brandy C and Sam <laughs> And Sam's saying, like, 
from complete there like from complete darkness i am the light we see sam giving brandy c some singing lessons and calls her monotone in a talking head and tone she's deaf. like no monotone she used these specific I think she words, must, tone I have, deaf. I have monotone. Yeah, because I'm... I think she must say both. She's not like... And it's really funny given like... Sam, you are also especially say. monotone. Even before she's like... Even before yes. with singing, which also I realized Brett ripped on her for her singing two episodes ago. Yes. Sam singing. And Sam also has one of those voices like this. But like not the non-Valley Girl version. Mm. The I'm not like other girls version. I'm not like most girls. Oh, please. It's every time. I'm sorry. I just like get another reference. It's like a thing outside of the internet, outside that that shitty like I could do wrestling entrance. With Lacey with the tambourine, I could switch up uh, New Edition. Mr. Tambourine Man. That's Mr. Tambourine Man is all. Mr. Tambourine. can't get a simple four count. He's gonna ruin my whole plan. You know, Mr. Tambourine Man is I just already did that a off song. The top of my head. I know it's Telephone Man. There's a song, yeah. Mr. Tambourine Man. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me. That's all I know. But it's, play it's- that funky music, Tambourine. <laughs> no, I know. I told Mike. I said, "What can you drink that won't make you?" Oh, I'm not even that. Like- Fucking I'm not, weird. I'm and not he even literally, I'm just trying to have fun. He literally didn't have an answer for me. It's my birthday. It's not. I know, but it started. Anyway, it's time for the challenge. On the the Mustang side, like, challenge? On the bright side, like we said, it's that? like this is most of the episode. So the fact that we're almost an hour in, Wonderful. we don't have that much left. So it's performance time. Yes. Apparently, Brett promised them that he was going to bring... Someone awesome and like a good friend of his to help judge or whatever. You mean like Bon Jovi or someone from Motley Crue? I'm surprised they didn't have them speculate that kind of thing. Which is so, you know what's funny? It's like every flavor of love thing. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They don't make these women look as like fame hungry. Whereas like they have the women of flavor of love being like, who does he know that's more famous? You know, like that's just an interesting little juxtaposition. Anyway, it's this guy named Richard Blake. I haven't Blake? heard of Blade. Blade. Blade Sorry, yes. I can't read. That's why I stopped for a second. I was like, wait, what? I can't read. Apparently, and the, do you want to know why I remember that now? Is because according to his Wikipedia page, it's not his real last name, and he chose it because of Blade Runner. Ah, I was hoping it was because of the Marvel superhero. Or Sonya Blade. That could be cool. It's not. So <laughs> he apparently. Whatever you do, people, never call Sonya Sonya Blade. Don't ever do that. I never did. I know. That's, that's why we're married. That's why. You have a ring on the finger. That's why we're married. <laughs> that's that's it. That's the, the only reason. The one guy reason. who loves nothing but puns and video games didn't say I it. Know. I know. That is better. weird how that worked out. Anyway, so this Richard Blade guy, I, and I don't mean that like disrespectful. He apparently has a very storied career as a DJ. So oh wow, he was a long time DJ for LA's K Rock station, among other radio stations in oh, the wow. area. He's basically very famous in like the LA rock music yeah. scene which is why i don't really have a lot of it's like our old for this. school see now that makes you think of something like a z100 for us on the east coast new well, york kind of area like how, it's like serious I he might have had some yeah i mean nowadays k-rocks are pretty famous across various yeah. you know we had one for a while yeah loved it 
he also apparently created, directed, and produced a show called Video Beat for KTLA. Hmm. And the thing that is most relevant to me and my knowledge is he was a consultant, writer, and producer for VH1's Bands Reunited. Did you ever watch that show? No. It's actually very good. Well, is it, it like was. I mean, I haven't watched it in a very long time. Yeah, so wow. some of the bands that they... Well, basically, so the description of the show is, for those who don't remember... Uh, a show normally consisted of the crew first hunting down ex-members of the band, off, often first in a ruse, one by one, and convincing them to agree for the one-time concert. The members were contracted, quote-unquote, by signing a record album by their former band. The band members were then interviewed, usually focusing on the reasons of the breakup. The final segment would consist of the formal reunion of the band in the rehearsal studio and a joint interview about why the group parted ways if the reunion was successful and the episode the episode would end with the final performance some of the bands they had it was a bunch of mostly very 80s bands so flock of seagulls extreme (laughs) frankie goes to hollywood and you like flock of seagulls no but i could tell you do (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh and most notably new kids on the block Except that really? that episode went really badly. Like Donnie and one Ooh. of the other guys refused to be like on camera at all. Three of them d- didn't want to reunite. I think it was just the who are the brothers? Ah shit! The McIntyres, right? No, 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 no. It's not. No, not McIntyre. He's on his own. Uh, Jordan Knight and if it's Jordan Knight's brother. God, well, you can tell like the kind of millennials we are. Very I believe. No, I believe it's moment. Jordan Knight's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it Dan? Danny's it might be enough. Danny. I think I yeah. don't, one of not. them is Danny, but I don't know if it's his brother. I mean, like last week we were just like, I don't know, Beverly Hills 90210. We don't fucking know that shit. And now we're like, new kids on the block. They were who the just fuck before. They? Well, we the know who they is, are. Yeah. We know who they are. We like the music. We just don't know I mean, who's related. I do. <laughs> speak for yourself. You got the right stuff. That's I'm my saying, go-to karaoke song. New Edition is the superior band. I'm not going to argue that. I will. You did for a while, and then we watched the movie, and then you then you came to your that. senses. How dare you? Anyway, so the episode, their episode went really badly, but a bunch of them, I remember the show. It was actually very entertaining, because I, I love mess. <clears throat> so seeing them talk about why they broke up and getting back together was always very entertaining. So huh. he, this guy was very involved in that. He currently hosts a new wave show on Sirius X oh, new wow. wave channel. I told you that this morning. Why are you looking? Why are you I don't remember that. When? Well, we were in the car listening to Sirius at one point, but we also had issues trying to hook up the Bluetooth. Nobody cares. Yep. Big John is also apparently a judge, except we never hear from him. No. So he's just sitting He just kind of nods. Yeah. So the first duo to perform are Aaron and Lacey. I actually love Lacey's dress here. Nice. It was like black bodycon with like a very deep V. And she's not normally very much of like sex forward gal. Yeah. But this was a very good look on her. It was very classy for the 2000s. Like, it worked for the 2000s. But in general, like, it was a nice... It, the dress looked nice on her. All right. G- giving Lacey props. I don't want to... There wanna, you go. Everybody gets shitted on equally and praise comes when it's due. Yes. So, Lacey picks up the guitar while Erin very awkwardly taps on the tambourine with a drumstick. I even had to and say she looks fucking ridiculous with the tambourine. She is like holding on to that thing for dear life and just staring at the ground like her performance anxiety is that bad yeah it's like really bad like no one well it's not like you're out like well it's it's the guy you're trying to date yeah a bunch of women who hate you and already two strange men 
and a full production crew. So it's yeah. not really nobody. I mean, I, mean, yes, I can't no, really I'm... relate because, as y'all can tell, I'm extroverted as fuck. But I can you can see in her face that she's looking like challenged. I Heather does a talking head in the middle here that's like not really worth bringing up, except for the fact that she calls her circus hooters. And <laughs> that expression just truly tickled me. Brett actually seems very frustrated by seeing Aaron so offbeat. Like he looks like he's yeah. physically in pain. For a, mu- a professional he's, musician, it's probably one of the worst things. You he's could like see. wincing. Yeah. It's it's bad. Again, I do have to give Lacey props. I like her voice a lot. She's not a bad singer. No, she's not. She's very good. She's. I mean, the whole. It's not my, like I, I said. It's not my style the of music. Of the whole. Oh well, I've been doing this since I was five. Or like she's been. Have a you heard? She's a musician. Life. But like in this case, I was like, you know what? She's not a horrible I mean, singer. It's it's not that I don't believe her. It's not that I don't doubt that she's got. She is talented. Yeah. I will give her all of these flowers. But, like, girl, I, I, I'm sure that production is probably feeding her to keep talking about of it. Course. I get it. I get it. It's yes. just like, ooh, girl, we heard you. Because that's her connection to Brett. Yeah, like, the girl, we heard line. you. Yeah. We know. So, we synced it. Erin's <laughs> just very offbeat. And it's, it's terrible. Very, it's very awkward. Although, props to Lacey. She carried the whole thing herself. She sounded pretty good. But again, they still get dragged at the end. Yeah. So it's like, does she really deserve all those props? Then we get Heather and Magdalena's pairing. They, I wouldn't say, I have coincidentally, but I guess it's not really a coincidence, have very similar looking shirts on that you would only see in the 2000s and never again. Mm-hmm. So it's like black tops with like gothic script kind of writing and it's all sparkly. I don't know. I couldn't tell what it said, but y'all remember this look. It's like when the MMA look for like tap out shirts and shit happened for um, men almost. No, not quite. Oh, that because, was later. No, tap out shirts are a very different font. This okay. is very much like. This is how you showed that you were like a rock girl, girl mm. who like rock music. Everything had this font on it. Also, I got to shout out that Heather loves a bandana as a bitch who spent a lot of the 2000s in the band in a bandana as well. Wait, I, what? I see you like that. How she's got the bandana tied. Like when did you wear bandanas? Oh, a lot before headbands became like a thing again, because you know how I love a headband. You do. I loved a bandana. Wow. I probably got a lot of pictures. We'll have to dig up pictures from the 2000s and share them on Instagram at some point. Throwbacks. Brett says that Magdalena's singing is a little like a drag queen, which I was like, yikes. But then he follows it up by saying, hey, she's a big girl. She's got a deep voice. She's a tall girl. Yeah. She's 5'10", which, like, not huge, just tall on average for a woman. Big wear. I can't imagine she weighs more than, like, 140 pounds. I feel like he he meant it as a generalization that she's tall. But, like, a big girl. But that has nothing to do necessarily with her fucking voice. That's just who she is as a human being. There's probably women that are, like, 6'6 in the WNBA. I apologize. I don't actually know all their heights. But they could have voices that sound like Brandy C's. I did meet some of the women. I visited Syracuse University for football once. And I met some of the volleyball players. Or no, it was the women basketball players. Because I was checking out uh, the gym. Mm-hmm. And I looked, I'm looked. i 6'2". And they like towered me. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to play at like a school but, of like, that so, caliber. Like, you could have the voice of a Brandy C in this case. Where it's high. And, then, and, then, and, then, 
I just feel like it was so weird that, that he called her a big girl, especially in the yeah. wake of what is she, like, 102 pounds? In addition to all of the dragging that America's Next Top Model has been getting lately. Oh there, my God, which we have to start watching now. I know. I love Tyra Banks, so I'm a little afraid, but. I mean, it's not anything that you can't imagine her already doing. Like, you you know that she's, like, out of her mind. Yes. Plus, so. production has something to do with it. They're like, fuck oh, it. Ty- you think that? Tyra came up with these ideas? Well, Tyra was producing it. <sighs> so, like... Hey, ever there's one scene I see where it's like, you all lose. Go over here. And they go in. I... <laughs> You have no idea how bad it is. I'm kind of excited like, to watch. Really also, because Tyra's on it. Because The Tyra reason Max. why I brought this up was because there were some scenes that people, in addition to everything going on on TikTok about America's Next Top Model, one of them was about how she was saying these girls were like plus size and they were like twigs. I would say like, not that I'm especially thin, but not much heavier than me. You and can I, see I, their I, rib cages pretty much? Um... I would just say they've like got healthy body types, but you wouldn't look at a woman like that and be like, that's a plus size. Oh, she's the, yeah, no, not at all. I mean, I guess the only thing, again, that they're tall, but that would be it. Either way, it's just absurd to call somebody with Magdalena's body. And most models are body. tall. Yeah, well, I mean, Isn't that's that the point. that kind of a stereotype? That's yeah. the point, is that like, you know, Kate Moss is like an anomaly because she's 5'7". All right, so back to Heather Rock is, of Love. Heather is shaking her maraca on the side while Magdalena sings, and no, that's not a euphemism. Yes. I laugh. She's clearly just trying to have fun with it, like make the best of Enjoy this the time. opportunity. Yeah. We this is the only one we see Richard giving feedback on, which is weird because I don't know why they put this here when he also gives feedback at the end. So I the editing on this is so weird. Like especially in comparison to even watching season 1 of Beverly Hills, which is 2010. Like how far production had come, one under Andy True. Cohen, but two like in general in three years we see richard giving quick feedback but it's he gives the same feedback like we see this scene in context later on yes next is jess and bb aka brandy m she has like 800 nicknames and they don't give context for where any of these nicknames come from i did mention that i know at one point i looked at you i think it might have been while watching or you went by and was like i don't know when she got the nickname bb because it's in the motocross one where Magdalena chooses her on her team and says, BB. And I sat there and I said, who the fuck is BB? And then it goes and everyone gets I mean, picked. By I'm process like, oh, of elimination, exactly. there are only two people with I was like, the BB. only person here who was not chosen for a team was Brandy M. It's got to be her. And then, of course, you watch the race. She's on the team, yada, yada. This look is very... Again, if you were a girl in the 2000s, you this is like very Avril Lavigne chic. They're in undershirt, tank tops, with the studded belts and the jeans, just 2000s realness. So they're like, pretend playing guitars. The lyrics are pretty basic and silly. Yeah. Like, it's just a joke. But Sam calls... They had fun with it, though. I mean, no, I'm not like shading. Yeah. It's more just like... I thought it looked like they had fun. I don't know. It's like, I get that if you're not going to be good, if you know that you're not musically inclined, you're not going to take this seriously. And really, you shouldn't take any of this seriously yes. because this show is fucking ridiculous. But... I don't know. Like, I just was. I don't know. It just. I don't know. You I don't even like know what it, I'm huh? saying. Anyway, so Sam calls it. They're mics number ad- one and two. No, I don't like that. Oh, please. No, I, I still stand Brandy, but it's. That is true. Jess, I'm just tired of because she's mm. got a bad attitude. So. Mm. And she smokes. Mm. So Sam calls this performance fucking adorable. Like, that's fucking rad as shit. It looked like fun. 
Brett's laughing. He seems to appreciate the enthusiasm. He tells them that it touched him on many levels. Any opportunity to be fucking. You're waiting for him for that talk at Edward. He's like, yeah, maybe just like made it so horny up or something. Yeah, I was waiting for a sex joke from him. I'm sure. Well, that was the sex joke. That was. Yeah. Usually he does the sex joke and then explains it in another sentence immediately Mm. after. But we didn't get that this time. So Brett says in a talking head that Jess and Brandy Ann kicked ass all over that stage, owning it and had a lot of energy. And it caught my attention immediately. Rodeo and Mia are up after that. Rodeo is in a very revealing corset and Mia looks like she put like a velour bikini top over her regular bra. I like I didn't outfit, understand yeah. her outfit at all. While they look good, awkward outfit choice. Yeah, and they have on what I can describe as the most 2000s jeans. Both of them have sparkly as hell jeans on. Like Rodeo's has like a bunch of cutouts along the sides of the legs. It just I'm, I guess we're going to have to anticipate sparkly jeans coming back, aren't we? I'm I talking s- to the audience, not to you. But <laughs> no, How dare you? I love my sparkly jeans. I thought it was a little, I guess, kind of awkward. They, When you watch every performance, they seem the most like they were singing a karaoke kind of st- set. I mean, because Rodeo takes like, are they reading so something? seriously. I don't know. It almost looks like they're looking at each here. other and, like, kind of doing a stupid little bounce side to side and looking down. I, I and... think that, like, Rodeo took this to be, like, an actual performance, whereas everybody else was kind of like, this Let's is have fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. Varying degrees of this is fun. But, like, Rodeo obviously took yeah. it the most seriously. So, basically, they're super off-key. The lyrics are really weird. The dancing is weird. Apparently, they're around. not off-key because later on, someone says they sang good. Who said well. they said? We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Brett says in a talking head, he's like, there were lyrics in there about children. And I guess Rodeo is missing her boy because the lyrics didn't quite fit the song. And yeah. then they both end with rock and put their fists in the air. <laughs> so we get a quick clip of Brett talking to them and he asks why they chose the rock song over the ballad. Rodeo says, We both agreed that in order to carry out the rock for you for the future is to have the kids involved because the children are the ones that are growing up and they're going to make your rock music live. And we also know that your kids mean a lot to you and wanted to involve this with kids as well. You totally started as you and I know, transitioned you love, midway. I know, because I realized kind of in the middle that I wasn't doing it. It's like I, I had a filter bar that started at 0%. It's like 0, <laughs> 10, 20, 50, 80, 100. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Although my thing is, based on their lyrics originally, when we were watching them earlier yeah. with all the kid stuff, I thought they were going to go with a ballad. I mean, it would make more sense, but I don't know what. Rodeo believes the children are a future. <laughs> That'd actually be a pretty good title for the episode, too. So we get another talking head from Rodeo. I am really confused because either they've been, like, cutting around her being this weird the whole time or she's just, like, turned her weirdness up to 11 because she's, like, it's really starting to hit her that she's away from home or something. Mm. But she's like, what I was trying to communicate in this song relates to my child and I swore that I would always include my son and I would always include the kids. So You're almost the- at a Peggy Hill voice. I did. I did turn into Peggy Hill a I'm like bit. literally waiting for you to just be like, Bobby. <laughs> like, 
I'm a substitute teacher of the year. I can't fucking do it. I can't do it. But Peggy. I admit it, but yeah. So all the ladies are laughing at them throughout this performance. And like the fact, and like it is even worse when she like starts rambling on about kids or whatever. And it's so funny that you can tell a lot of these ladies are like pretty young without kids themselves. Cause like Brandy M does a whole talking head about like, oh my God, she's always talking about her kid. <laughs> so then the final performance is from Sam and Brandy C. It's just like really this them in particular really confirmed that nobody in the 2000s was blending eyeshadow at all. Uh-huh. Wow. Like it was especially like Brandy, Brandy's eyeshadow is just like she took her fingers across a section of the blue palette and wiped it across her eye as thick and cakey as humanly possible. And just that was it. Like just didn't attempt blending whatsoever. And Sam's I don't know what she does to her eyes, but like. They look, she already has, you know, kind of more hooded, almond-shaped eyes. But she, like, the way she does her makeup, she looks like she's having an allergic reaction. Like it makes her eyes puffy? Like, but puffy, but also red because she's using, like, red tones on her eyes. So she looks like like it's spring and she's in the park. Well, her name of her band is called Allergy, so I don't know what to tell you. Are you fucking- No! Oh, my God! should have known better than to think you would have done any research for this show whatsoever i would hope you'd be impressed more from my creativity I with also a that joke you, like, really sold that lie i bet i'm surprised her parents didn't name her allegra all right i <laughs> so did you ever meet her sister benadryl it's just getting worse i know it's the point never never mind the brother's eyes all Oh, God, that was, I killed it. I'm sorry. So Sam introduces the song and she goes, actually, I wrote these lyrics and the song is called You're a Fallen Angel. The lyrics are decent, but like for all the shit she gave Brandy C, she's like off key as hell. I actually gave props to Brandy C and Sam kind of in this. I thought throughout the performance, she did that talk singing, which Mm. is very, uh, speaking of new edition, the one guy who couldn't sing and they always had him do the talking. Hey, what? telephone man. Well, the one that the one Can that you raps. Check this? The one, uh, yeah, Bell, one of the Bell DeVoe guys. Yes, I'm sorry, but I, not, I don't know which one. But it is not Ronnie DeVoe because he's on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. his wife's on Real Housewives. No, of it's Atlanta. the one who couldn't sing, so he does the rapping. But he does all the talking. Ricky in Bell. Songs. Ricky Bell, Bell. I think. I think you're right. God, we're really showing. It was our what's age, his name from we? Empire. Yeah, yeah, no. He founded Boys to Men or whatever. Yes, and, like scammed him or something. That's how I honestly I remembered it because it was. That's sad. Boys to Men. Hey, I was never mind. <laughs> Brett asks about what their thought process was when she was writing the song. And Sam's like, um, it's just like being in the house. And then she like goes off the fucking cuff and she's like, I think that, you know, we we never know if we're being lied to like if you're honest with us if you even really like us if it's just a facade and like i think we're all just like trying to figure it out and all the ladies like you can tell because they're all lounging because they've been sitting around for a while and they like all kind of go huh like Mm. but brett addresses this in a talking head and he's like uh i think sam is harboring some severe mistrust issues that i uh would be dealing with in the near future 
I mean, she's clear in this case. If you're gonna be dating a guy who's like, I we we will talk about it. We will talk about it because I have I have thoughts. I have fucking thoughts here. I have thoughts. I don't spoil it because I've got a whole rant. Well, let's get to the judges' thoughts here. Yes, and I believe they start with Magdalena, Magdalena and Heather. Yeah, they go in. Do they go in the same? No, they don't go in the same order. No, it's different orders. It's slightly different order. So only slightly. Richard says about Magdalena and Heather that you could tell it was a team effort, and the two. Well, I could, I could do a British accent, but I don't feel like it. Rodeo's is let's not be offensive. (laughs) Okay. So he says, uh, "Wait, what did we just? Oh, Kim's convenience. Watch that if you haven't, people. We've talked about Kim's convenience. The Australian scene, though. What? Oh yeah, yes, she does the offensive racist." She does accent. the accent, not yeah, realizing it's racist because she thinks she's yes. a little bit. Not and she. Like, like, no, he's Australian. The boss. Like, it, it, cool. it, it makes sense in context. Anyway, <laughs> so so Richard's like, oh, you could tell it was a team effort and the two of you worked really well together. There it is. <laughs> and we get his line from earlier about liking the lyrics. Yes. Oh, that's what. Oh, I didn't actually say what he says earlier, but he's like, oh, because after all the shit that Heather's like, those lyrics work well in Poland, but they don't work here. Like this dude who's like a rock music DJ is like, oh, I really like the lyrics. Who wrote the lyrics? He doesn't sound anything like no, this. No, you sound like you're like nanny 911. You know what it is? It's I'm doing my Lisa Vanderpump impression. How dare you? You do. Well, now you have. I'm, I can't do an Elvis Well, you're impression. doing you're doing the Lisa. You're doing the impression of the watch what crappens impression of lisa vanderpump uh, manila food i love that that's funny as shit <laughs> always with the manila folder because i'm your own business it's very business yeah. so oh, i locked the lyrics on dude <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you ever watch jojo's bizarre adventure on netflix season one and you listen with the uh dubbing instead of reading subtitles the way things are supposed to be that's kind of how it is. Oi! What are you doing? No, I'm just... Oh, my God. It's so bad. I'm sorry. Let's just get on to Jess and Brandy Wait. Now. Hold on. There's a, No, this is worth noting that for all that Heather was shitting on Magdalena, not really participating, like, threw her name on the project despite not really contributing a lot, Richard's like, so who's the main writer of the lyrics? And Heather points to herself. That was... Although Magdalena didn't argue it. So well, what I mean, if it you know changed what it is, and Heather you know what it, wrote no, it? No, 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 no. You know what it is? Is that Magdalena, I don't think, like, I think Magdalena didn't want to blow up her spot yeah. in that moment. Like, I didn't, didn't want to do chances. Didn't want to. I no, don't, I I'm not even going to attempt to do the Magdalena's The only English accent. word I can think of now, because it's all over Twitter, is when everyone goes, isn't it? Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, something it's like that. Tuesday, yes. isn't it? It's really, like, it's all I see It's funnier written out phonetically. So... Heather points to herself, which is like, ma'am, we have the receipts to prove that you did not. Uh, yeah. But Magdalene is like, um, actually, I feel like the lyrics were a joint effort. And I'm not even going to attempt the accent, but no. the voice is worth doing. Then he, they move on to Jess and Brandy M. And this was like mad creepy that he's like, so I think you look terrific. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like the guitars. He says, I think you girls are cute enough and you had enough energy that you could have stood behind the mics and just tried to sell yourselves. You went very sell yourself. What is that? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Anyway, you I just do, thought it was. No, you do. Hang on. Now I need I need to know this. It's all right. Sell we, yourselves. Not RuPaul. No, but I just felt like Sorry. it was kind of creepy that he was like 
they were like mad young and he's like commenting on their looks you know what i mean like it just was like yo dude fucking relax and brandy m this was great that she's like pull the stick out of your ass richard it was a joke so yeah <laughs> brandy m's the shit everyone I love, needs i'm excited to bust out my buffalo accent a little bit what it's not you great. have an accent unsurprisingly for my Uh-oh. buffalo accent is oh, she's great a bill's either. mafia member we talked about this because I remember the first thing I said about her is she looks like the type of bitch who will throw herself through a table for that her team. That is true. That is true. So she's I do buffalo remember that as fuck. Now. Nice. We then get their feedback on Aaron and Lacey. Brett acknowledges that Aaron, he's like, listen, I know, Aaron, like you vocalized before about how you're not a big fan of being on stage, but I feel like it hurt the performance. <laughs> it's like, ooh. It was that bad. It was really bad. It was awkward. It was so cringy. Lacey's pissed in her talking head because she said Aaron stood there like a dead tree. Mm-hmm. Savage. Then Rodeo and Mia, Richard says that they worked really well together. They gave a great performance, which what? And he asks who wrote the lyrics. So Mia's like, um, it was a team thing. Again, another case where it's like, why are you taking credit for somebody else's work? But f- I'm saying this for a very different reason. Well, than she I could meant have before. said it was a team effort. I did not do the kids. Stuff. It's like it was a team effort because it would have been worse. <laughs> like it was a team effort because I saved yes, this from exactly. I edited it down from being more terrible. Yes. And so Mia's like, oh, it was a team thing. And Rody goes, and trying to involve the kids. And Brett's like, so um, I know that the reason you chose the kids was because last night, Rodeo, you had a really horrific moment which i was like horrific he he said horrific and i was like that's a little dramatic jeez where you know you were having an anxiety like so he's explaining to richard you know that like she was having an anxiety attack and like really missing her kid a lot and he's like and i mean uh i understand where that was coming from and we bonded over that and (laughs) richard goes so I didn't know about the anxiety attack last night, and I, my British accents are all over the You're place. A little, yeah. I don't know what's happening. You're trying. It's I'm funny. not. I should stop trying. He goes, but then this is the best part that he's like, the thoughts about missing your child, but the one suggestion is, uh, don't channel that energy into the song. <laughs> Yo! It's his polite way of saying, like, don't bring your kids. No, because I feel like that's like, you know, it was a bad song because most times, like, channeling your pain, especially of missing somebody. I mean, look at fucking Tears in Heaven. That kid died. It's a ballad. It is a ballad. They should have chosen a ballad. Could you imagine if Tears in Heaven was upbeat? Oh! You don't know what song I'm doing. I know exactly what Tears in Heaven is. I know. How could you even turn that into an. A that big was the, upbeat. That was the joke. That, no, don't don't you dare start. To... Sorry. Tears in heaven. I bet there's somewhere that's. Oh, there's a dance a remix. remix. You're telling oh, me freaking God. Louis DeVito didn't make one on Louis DeVito presents like disc seven. I don't know. He was that DJ. What didn't he you... make NYC Underground? I have no idea of any of the words that you're saying. He had that it's... one song, Dark Beat, that he made a good remix to. I, I think. I will take your word for it. Right. Again, somebody out there understood that reference. Then finally, <laughs> Sam and Brandy see. So Richard tells them that he's got good news and bad news. Mm. And he says that some of the lines they came up with were great because, you know, we've all been in a relationship where you know that the other person doesn't love you as much as you love them, but calls the vocals unintelligible and terrible. Mm. The singing was bad. Yes. 
So basically, they just got red filth. It's fine. So Brett goes through, like, as per usual, a spiel about how hard this is to choose and everybody put in effort and blah, blah, blah. But he actually calls a tie. So I was like, oh, okay, sure. He says he's going to be taking out Magdalene and Heather tonight. And then Sam and Brandy yes. see tomorrow. So he just did not listen to his guest judge's opinion. I Not only that, I don't think he listened to the songs, no. period. I think he literally just looked and be like, you know what? I'm going to spend one-on-one time with them. I'm just going to do this. That's absolutely 100%. Minus Heather, because he seems to spend a lot of one-on-one time um, with her, but it never goes well, anywhere. Well, because she's like forceful she about it. There, but yeah. Sam just like read him to filth in front of everybody, like called him out his name. And he's like, yeah. you know what? I want to go on a date with that girl. You're not like most girls. Love yourself, Brett. Just kidding. He loves himself enough. So we get pissed off talking heads from Heather and Brandy C because they're like, oh, like Heather I, won. I, I'm Why saying, is she mad? Because she has to go. She has to spend oh. her day oh, so time with Magdalena. Yes, and right. Brandy C's like, oh, the other team didn't do as well as us. Heather and Magdalena sucked. And it's like, no, you suck too, Dang. sis. Did you hear yourself? Everybody sucked. It was a everybody sucked across the board. Not one good performance. Everybody oh, actually, side note. I was a little bit surprised they didn't do a rap challenge at any point during Flavor of Love. Although maybe they do in season three. They might. I do not remember season three. I was three, a little like, surprised. Well, I guess, you know what it is? It's because like Brett's whole thing is like, oh yeah, I wrote these songs and like I play these instruments. Yes. Flavor Flav ain't right shit. And he just yells, rapping, into, it's he yells into a microphone. Right, exactly. And if anything else he's saying that makes sense is as Chuck D is established. him and John Wayne. That's the only Probably flavor. his most famous line. I mean, besides ah, Flavor yeah. Flav and Yeah Boy. Yeah. That might be it. So after the competition is over and the results are in, Rodeo is unsurprisingly sobbing. Oh, she's crying so much. And some of the ladies are comforting her, you know, and she's like, I shouldn't have brought the kids into it. And Mia says in a talking head, you know, that Mia thinks that Rodeo thinks that every time that Rodeo brings up her kid, that Brett sees her as a weak person. Mm-hmm. I don't really, th- I guess, I mean, I guess that Rodeo thinks that. Are you going through puberty over there? You heard? Yeah, you know, that clear. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. I don't think that Brett, I feel like I would understand if Brett felt that way about it, but it doesn't seem like he does. Not really. Like, I feel like he respects her for it. Like, yes. it makes her... It makes him like her more. Yes. But Mia's, Although I felt bad for her here too, though. Well, hold she, on. Oh, you're Because okay. Mia's like really gassing her up and being like, oh, there's no problem with like throwing something like that in the lyrics if you want to. I'm like, yeah. why are you being this nice? Like, Because Rodeo's suck. awesome. I know, but there's something. You can be comforting without lying. I just felt bad because like once Rodeo mentions like she feels like she used her child in order to like yeah. win this. It's like, okay, that is a little. But I don't. But the thing is, though, it's like she wasn't. Like, she. It's. No, she just. She was thinking about her. I think and that Brett she felt bad. I, have a I kid, think she was already feeling bad. And then, like, hearing that feedback about it made her feel worse. Yes. So she, like, really glommed onto it, it. Yes. And you could clearly just tell that her kid is on her mind. Yeah. So I. Although after this really awkward setup, I did have an iconic line of the week here. And I feel weird doing it because she's crying, but it was really funny what she said. Um, it is. Kids love music, and I'm trying to bring them into good music. And I love rock, and I love country. That's why I wear my hat. That's why kids love me. <laughs> and they have, and they and have the caption. I'm not laughing. I'm also laughing at like 
the caption underneath, which says circus style music plays. But, oh God, it is funny. I mean, I, I feel bad for her. It's just using the line like, oh, I wear my hat and that's why kids love me is kind of funny. Then off to the side, unsurprisingly, Brandy C and Lacey are talking shit. Brandy C's like, every time I turn around, she's crying. Like, which you're not really one to talk, sis. And she's like, I mean, like, that sucks if she's in, like, emotional, an emotional state because of her kid. But, like, and I understand. But, like, at the same time, like, I prepared myself. Like, I miss my cat. Like, abnormally, I miss her. <laughs> like, how did you say in all seriousness? You're com- I'm, Listen, I'm not, I promise I'm not trying to detract from pet parents. No, of course. Yeah. Like. It's a significant bond. I will not take that away from you. However, it's not the same. Um, like a human being is different than a cat. We actually had that one stand-up we watch. K. Trevor Nelson. Is that his name? Yes, the one that you like. The poop throw. Yes, oh, that's funny. He I does. Just... He does a bit about that as well, though, about being a pet owner as opposed to being like a parent. And that's not even and to take away from, like, adoptive parents. Like, just be, it has nothing yes. to do with, like, biologically no, pushing no, a kid out of you or any of that yes. jazz. It's raising it's a human being just like, to be But not even that, like, especially somebody like Rodeo who, like, loves as hard as she possibly can. Like, yes. you can't compare what Brandy C. feels about anything to what Rodeo feels about anything at all. <laughs> so, I, I just like the gag of this. Like, I... So, Brandy C. does a talking head where she's like, Rodeo's kind of an attention whore. Like... She's just really getting annoying. This girl needs to get her emotions in check. And I have here, I'm convinced production left that scene of her being drunk before in, like, just to be shady and show how hypocritical she's being by huh? having these talking heads. Yes, Because it's like, you can't, ma'am, he was, she who was without sin cast the first stone. And bitch, you shouldn't be throwing a damn thing with the way you were just crying and carrying on from day one, from yes. hour one. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's date time. We see Brett opening the doors to his room and the ladies are sitting on the couches, which is like, it's like really annoying the way they're always waiting for him. They did this on Flavor of Love, Man's too. Gotta get ready. I mean, it just feels kind of. I mean, and I we get also that don't like know chivalry what, doesn't yes. like whatever. We also don't know what production may come into this, where it's like we need to get him walking in. I just like hate the idea that like they're waiting around for him. Like yeah, because he's the celebrity. Uh, Heather is sitting there playing an acoustic guitar, and then when Brett approaches them, Magdalena, especially because of her accent, she goes, "Good evening." <laughs> I swear like to God, a I'm like Bond villain. Bitch, are you Dracula? They hop into the stretch Hummer limo, because, of course, and Brett tells them that they sang the best as a team out of everyone who performed today. He's trying which to hype them up. The bar is in Hades, so whatever. Magdalena starts talking about Rodeo, and she's like, oh, yeah, Rodeo was really hurt by Richard's comment and, like, not bringing in the kids into it, whatever. And then they all start talking about Rodeo having a tough time in the house, which is, like... I kind of feel like it's inappropriate for Brett to be discussing his thought process about how he feels about the other ladies with them. You know what I mean? Like something about it feels like, why are you spilling the tea like this? I mean, I appreciate you spilling it to us, the audience. But like, I mean, the other competitors, like, I just don't feel like you should be discussing 
your relationships with the other ladies. Flav typically. Flav didn't do that, but then again, Flav. He always um, would just like kind of look or be like, huh. Well, he'd be like, oh, I'll take that into consideration. Brett's like a messy bitch who lives for drama, and he's like, oh, yeah, she was like saying all this, blah, blah, blah. She's like, obviously, she's extremely emotionally involved with her children, which is weird because I've edited it a lot, but like people keep saying Rodeo's kids, Rodeo's kids, and I'm like, she's only talked about one kid. Like, so is there something we're missing? And he said he keeps saying, though, that like every time somebody brings up the fact that like Rodeo's talking about her kid a lot, he's like, oh, I like have a lot of respect for her for that. Like, yeah. I, that's really what I connect with her about. And he says, my fear is that she's very, very intense. Again, that line was not in a talking head. He says that to Heather and Magdalena. Yes. I, you don't need hint, to tell hint, them that. Don't be so intense, ladies. Yeah, like he's giving them the answer. It's key. pointers. This is how you win this. Yes. He's a mess. So they walk into a restaurant, a private room of this restaurant called Geisha House, which is now a fancy closed. Fancy sushi house. Yeah, what does she call it? No, it wasn't Magdalena. Uh, Heather, Heather says it. A fancy sushi house. Well, they're greeted by this woman in traditional Japanese clothing. And Magd- I thought it was very sweet that Magdalena's like, oh, konnichiwa. <laughs> you know, like it's one of those things like like old white ladies in Mexican restaurants. I'll just be yes. like, Gracias. hola. Uh, yeah. Brett knows this hostess or waitress by name. Her name is Joy. And I hope Joy is flourishing. Good for wherever, you, Joy. Wherever you are. Thrive, Joy. So she thanks him for coming back to the restaurant. So apparently he's a regular. Yes. Heather Heather does call it an awesome fancy sushi restaurant. And but I Googled it and the prices were just like kinda high. Like it was like three dollar signs on Yelp. Mm. Well, I mean, that's like they could a, be fancy. It's an expensive night out for your average great. person, but we're yeah. not talking like. I mean, granted, they're getting treated better than Flav treated any of those ladies in regards to dinner, but I mean, just like I mean, it's fancy, but it's not. It's not like you Dorcia. know, not that I'm Dorcia, in any position. How'd you to get talk- a table? They know me. This was this line. Did you catch this line? Maybe. Brett says to them, "Remember." You guys got to teach me the art of actually dating. But like, is this not officially what you should be doing on a date? Like hanging out and talking? Maybe he's just. I I, get that he's like a he's like he said before that he's either like all in relationship wise. Like we're hey, baby, I think I want to marry you. Or he's like, love him, fuck him, leave him. I don't fucking need him. You know what I mean? I also like, don't know when he started as a musician. I mean, I, he was a teenager. Is, if this is 07, 08, Poison I mean, was been, around in the 80s. He's and he's only music, 44. He's been making music like professionally yeah. for like 30 years. He may literally have never been on a date before he became famous as a singer. Okay, but like you've had opportunities to go on dates since well, you, you've yeah. become you a singer, two daughters and, yeah. you dated Pamela Anderson. You were like Pamela Anderson was your girlfriend. As a famous person, I guess maybe it's different. For famous him. people. I mean, like obviously there are differences. Like yes. you can't just go to any restaurant yes. or do anything. But like you can date at other places besides restaurants. And like well, also, yes. have you seen a single movie or television show? Like, do you have no other media references for what a date is supposed to involve? Like, I feel like, and fine, even if you want to say he hasn't had a ton of opportunity to date because he's been, like, in a band since he was 16 years old, fine, whatever. However, I feel like, as a kid, you grow up having an idea of what dates involve. Like, how are you a fucking 44-year-old man saying out loud to adult women, I don't know what dating is? And, like, and on top of that, like... 
I mean, fine. I don't want to get all like annoying feminists, oh, emotional labor, but like, like being like, teach me how to date. Like, why is that their fucking job? It's not their fucking job. Well, he does ask, and I believe, or I take that back. Well, Heather so, says. Well, Magdalena is trying to answer. Poor Magdalena keeps getting cut off every time she talks, but. Well, she ain't so poor ripping off people's fucking credit cards for years. Oh, well, I was actually going to make a reference to that later on, but. Yep. It, you still can. I still can. So Magdalene is trying to answer and Heather cuts her off. And she's like, I don't date. Um, Actually, look, I'm not a dater. Like, not like other girls. And I feel like this is such a thing. All the ladies, if you feel me, help me sing it out. We're like, she's trying to be a guy's gal. You know, like, she's cool. She doesn't need to, like, date somebody, whatever. Like, she's, you know, if you just want to keep it casual, that's fine. Like, hmm. I don't date. Like, it's fine. And, you know, like, if you want to be casual, that's fine. If you want to date, that's fine. It's just like whack that you have to be like, oh, yeah, like I'm just I'm very chill. Like I'm chill about whatever. Like, you know, no big deal. (laughs) Magdalene is like, so then how do you meet people? And Brett's like, yeah, I was actually going to ask the same thing. Yes. (laughs) Brett's also concerned. And Magdalene, now this is pretty shady of her. Magdalene is like, you know, being a dancer, doesn't that make you hate guys a little bit? Which I feel like it would have to. I guess like bringing up the stripping thing is supposed to be shady. Yes. Hey, Brett, don't forget. She's a well, stripper. Well, I was going to make a joke. Like, oh, I know where I know you from, Faye. Um, Playboy after the OJ trial. Yes. You know what I mean? That's how it felt to me. But Heather like also kind of gets like way too defensive about this. And mm. she's like. Um, no, actually, it makes me an expert at men. Uh, that's actually what it makes me. Yeah. I mean, she, maybe she's just tired of the stripper slander. I mean, do I think that sex workers get a bad rap Empower in general, women, it, especially Sonia, on, on this show? Yes. But also, like, it's kind of weird that she wants to draw the line about when she wants to focus on being a stripper and when she doesn't. Like, we're, mm. we're like five minutes of show away from like her dancing with her titties out and i'm that again, is true the titties sex work positivity we, always yes we love a stripper yes but no shaming you can't like be talking about being a stripper and like making you being a stripper all the time like a thing and then have expect people to magically know that you don't want to talk about it in that moment you know just like I'm not saying that Magdalena isn't in the wrong for trying to shame her for being yeah. a stripper. All I'm saying is like you I guess can't you can't constantly be harping back on this stripper stuff yes. and then be surprised that sometimes people are going to bring it up. I mean, I guess when it comes to a point. It's like, listen, you brought up this. Stri- it's kind of like what's her name and pooping herself. I mean, also, stairs. but if you're really embarrassed about it, like. Well, that's yes. She it, might not be embarrassed. She might be like, yo, like literally we've been here five days and all you can use against me is like stripper, stripper, stripper. It's like, I'm not again, the only one, it's, but it's the same thing. But then again, to Crystal's point mm. about Shatar, like, fine, I might be a stripper, but at least I'm not fucking scamming people's credit cards. Mm. Although Magdalena, I was going to no, I will. No, I what? meant more. I was going to say, but then there's that gray area of hustler slash Cardi B. Mm. <laughs> it's like, take their money uh, <laughs> safely. Yes. So, Heather says in a talking head that I don't like Magdalena because she's a hater. Although I did kind of make a joke in my head work because my abbreviation for Heather is HTR. So I'm like, you can't spell Heather without hater. That's actually interesting. Catchy. Too bad there's not a wrestler named Heather. That's a heel. That's actually kind of surprising. That would be phenomenal. There is no wrestler named Heather. Get a heel named Heather and just be like, can't spell Heather without hater. Hmm. That's a good heel line. Okay, well, yeah, I'll become a wrestler and we'll make that you. my name. So 
Brett asks Heather how much longer she plans on being a stripper, which is like a very ageist kind of comment. Like, how much longer are you planning on doing this? Like, when Or how long do you think you could do it for? But, like, I feel like that's kind of a dig at her being Don't hit that res- Marissa Tomei in The Wrestler where she's, like, 40-something. Not I'm, you. Not you. Oh, I was going to be like, that's literally no, my point. Is that, all. like, let Heather strip for as long yeah. as she wants to fucking strip. So she says that she gave herself five years to do it, and she's been doing it for four and a half. Yeah. Which, shout out to her for starting stripping at 27, 28. Yeah. Not that that's really that old in not the scheme of things. But I feel like it's, like... Not on the old end to start stripping. I guess it just goes more into the, like, when you I think... I think it's one of those, like, college age things where yes. it's, like, technically you're not too... Like, starting college at 27, 28 isn't really that old. But, like, you feel old. You have to feel old yes. to be a rookie, you and, know? And you get... When you think of the clientele that probably goes to it... Like, yes, you're going to obviously get guys of all ages, but it seems like... I mean, the, she looks great. The major- Yeah, of course. The majority of guys are going to be that, like, hey, I'm freshly 21 or whatever. I can go to, like, a full new I fucking strip so. club. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't think so. Who do you think's going to a strip club? Early twenties the and then time? older men. I guess we'll have to go to a strip club for research. But I feel like the clientele is probably older men. Like I mean, look at Anna Nicole. The ones I've been to. Yeah, but you've gone bachelor parties. But you've gone in. First of all, you've only, as far as I, I mean, not that I would care, but you, <laughs> you've only gone with bachelor parties. Yeah. In bachelor party cities. That's kind of true. I don't know where, I don't know where Heather is coming from. Yes. But like. But the cities I've been to, when I've been in them, let's say. You're also going at peak bachelor party times. Heather's not only working bachelor party times, most likely. I don't know if bachelor parties were there besides us. But you know what I'm saying, though? That, like, you're going at, like, peak party hours, and she's not only working during peak party hours. No, you're She's probably working other day shifts. But, I mean, not during the day. No, I I mean, she doesn't look like a day shift kind of gal. It's like, what's his name? No, I mean, like, she's working on probably, like, a Tuesday night. Yeah. So, like, your average bachelor party isn't coming through on a Tuesday night. You never go to a strip club during the afternoon shift or whatever the fuck it was a weekday in the afternoon have i talked before yeah i have about the strip club near us that's like the bada bing strip club near us that apparently anthony bourdain said it's only topless okay but it's not a strip club it's like a go-go bar there's a difference it okay but i just was going to say that anthony bourdain said they had incredible italian heroes nice at that strip club yeah i bet what do you say they better when you're the home of Sopranos, when you're home, the home of the bottom. You better have a right. damn good Italian hero. Although we can't test it out now. I wonder if they're doing to go. I hope they're open. Italian for subs. Good. Guess what? Yeah, we'll you find never out. know. Yeah, Google we'll test, taste test. Where were we? <laughs> um, we're just talking so, about oh. Italian heroes and boobs. Yes. So Magdalena has a really shady talking head where she's like, "Oh, every stripper gives you the I'm quitting next month" speech. She's not going to quit. She doesn't know how to do anything else. Which I'm like, that's not fair. Yeah. For, first of all, we don't appreciate the sex worker shaming. Of course. But also, and also there's like a lot of smarts that are involved in being a stripper. And it's also a fucking now she's like, skill. I mean, she's also transi- transitioned that into, you know, a entertainment yeah. career like to being some a, degree. It's like being a sexy salesman. But she works in real estate now. Yeah. So. And she's probably pretty damn successful at it. I believe it. I mean, at this point, because she does also She's say, got a very like, no, what's alpha. the term? Like, yes, a very alpha personality, yeah. a good personality for sales. She, speaking of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, right. we're all alpha females. Right. But no, in this case, like, she says she put herself through college, which is really cool. Yeah, she said she had 45,000 yes. student loans, which it's I feel It's a cliche like, thing of like, oh, I'm paying my way through college. But like, yo, if that's what she's doing, she's getting uh, her education, why the now fuck she's would, a fucking I mean, successful listen, realtor. Good for you, Heather. If I was 
more secure in myself. <laughs> I'd be like, it's a great way to make money. It seems. I mean, it seems like a terrible way to make money because Realty? men are terrible. But or stripping. I would actually Both? say stripping. No, not <laughs> realty like, because I, I mean the housing. Well, the housing market's about to. Who knows what? It'll pop eventually again. Give us some years. Now's the time. My God, we are so far off track. Anyway. Tangent on tangent. So Brett says in a talking head that he has a big heart and a lot of affection towards dancers. It's like, dude, yes. yeah, because you wouldn't have a fucking career without them. There's a surprising lack and of poison all the strippers in the... Su- out there also. We'll throw out I think there. we've Shout established out. that more than once. Like, yes. But... If you dance to a poison song. I, I don't know. Actually, I take that back. No, right? That's like whack. Like the shit... I was like, I was surprised they never played that on The Sopranos. Like the Bada Bing soundtrack you and could, the strip clubs was whack yeah. as hell. You could easily do like hair rock kind of music. But I feel like that's the kind specifics. of like whatever don't mean nothing but a good time like whatever like that seems like a a very specific kind of strip club song it's just the beat of it though that's not very strippy i mean but you're not doing like that's not the kind of place you're doing choreo though i feel like you're just taking your clothes we're not talking about like the magic city type of club I, bitch, I've been begging. They why, dance, why are you saying yo. this now? Oh, how they convenient. Dance. How convenient now. Oh, I want to take you to a strip club now that we're, you know, said, locked have, down in quarantine. I have to take you to one. Look at this energy. Whatever. I have to take you to one. Anyway. They dance on the stage to like, oh, well, you think Hair Rock, Pour Some Sugar on Me is a great example. So. Well, that one has like more room for choreo, but yes. like you think Hot about Hot for a- Teacher. But that's not really like a good, you can't do choreo to hot for teacher. You just got to like shake your they hair can. around and shake your uh, tits. You that's all not. you're doing in the video. How dare you show disrespect? Anyway, back to what Brett was saying. He's like, you know what I love about Heather? She's really trying to let me know that she wants to go to another place in her life. And that made me feel much more emotionally bonded to her. Sounds a little sex worker shamey, too. A little bit. Right? Like, like again, dude, how much of your career would you have without strippers? And how many women would you have fucked without strippers? Like, you know, be a little bit more grateful to the women that made you. Be more like Ludacris and Nelly and appreciate the fact that these women help put your music on. You that know? is true. Without Luda knows it too. Nelly Luda and like, Nelly. They were both yeah. like, thank you to all the women. We love the women. Club. Thank you women. Like yeah. how much money y'all made dancing to our yeah. songs. You know, Shout we're so grateful. Yeah. If oh anyone from Magic City ever hears this, please send us sweatshirts. I you saw can, like, buy them online. I know, but. Wait, that's like on my bucket list of places to go when send we're in Atlanta. Send us that and like free passes for Although, I don't know how I don't know if we're going to be going to Georgia cover. anytime soon y'all better yeah. quarantine y'all yeah. selves like your whole state is about to get walled off so Joy actually makes another appearance here and she brings in guitars yeah Joy with her guitars well she didn't really get the shout out Joy her guitars no, but yes <laughs> apparently they get guitars for winning and that's pretty nice that is pretty cool those guitars look expensive too but I don't know I don't know shit about guitars. When you look, so. well, any guitar, I shouldn't say every guitar is expensive. My first guitar ever, which is still the one but I But it have, was like an electric guitar. That you've seen, yeah. Well, they, Those they, I feel like would be expensive. They're both expensive. These do, though, clearly seem like what they were planning on giving the winner of the challenge. Yeah, they had to have them like pre-selected and everything. I well, agree. I mean, it's like, and then I guess they had to scramble because they weren't expecting a tie or maybe they were and just like trying to get them to be more competitive a la Hunger Games. Yes, exactly. <laughs> It all comes back to the Hunger Games. Magdalena says she doesn't even know how to play guitar, but she's just happy to hold it. It's a gift. Brett is like, oh, I'm not ready to go back to the house yet because they're all like finishing up their meals and whatever. And they're like, oh, like, let's go out and like rage and get tattoos and pierce our belly buttons, whatever. And Heather's like, ha ha, I'll get Brett tattooed on my neck. 
I don't know if it was that. I thought it they were joking the caption, for a little before. Well, we know how things go. Awesome, that is true. <laughs> but uh, I I couldn't tell because the caption said, I'll get it tattooed on my neck or that or something like that. But like, it sounded like she said Brett. And we, someone could have joked. We about know name. how things yeah. turn out. Someone could have joked about it because I do also. I agree. I also wrote it. I'll get I wrote the tattoo right on the back of my neck. So maybe they discussed it. It's whatever. We exactly as you're saying, we know. I what's feel coming. like it had to have been Brett because the way he looks at her is like what? eyes completely wide. Like she just promised him something insert, very yes. freaky. Insert home improvement sound. Yes, basically. Don't try to do it. <laughs> Although you could tell how absolutely wasted they are because they start having a three-way hookup. Well, yeah, I was, I mean, you sped ahead a little bit. What? But oh, I thought it was right after they joke about the guitar. Well, or, uh, they the tattoo. leave first, but he says something that's, he, he so he's like freaking out about that tattoo and says yeah. in a talking head, when Heather told me that and I was looking into her eyes that night, she looked beautiful. And I thought at that point she could be the one. So then they, st- Heather and Brett start making out while Magdalena is awkwardly sitting there, which is like, she's two for two on this. <laughs> Brett has another talking head where he's like, this is hot and this is commitment. And I wanted Heather's tattoo to be something that would be very private between me and Heather. So I was going to wait for a solo date. And I was like, that's how it happens. Like she doesn't, oh my God, this is going to be so awkward, much more awkward than I remembered. Uh- so he's like, oh, I want to drink and party, whatever. So they leave the restaurant. So then they start doing shots in the limo, which Magdalena goes, you guys are like rock stars or something. And it's like, uh-huh. uh, was that supposed to be a joke? Because Brett is literally one. Yes. Like, you know. So then as Mike spoiled, they do a three-way kiss and then they do more shots and then they have a three-way kiss again. And they- I was surprised. As they're like pulling not up to the house. Not what I was expecting. They don't like it's each not, other. It's not not what I was expecting, you know? I get, yeah, no, that's true. You get enough booze in you. So they're stumbling into the house. Brett literally stumbles on his way into the house. Yes. And it seems like they're coming back to, like, things being a little bit more low-key there. For once. I mean, I guess because, like, Heather, the main party monster, isn't there to, like, get everybody riled up. This is where you gotta, like, kick the door open, hit a fucking air horn, and get the, get your asses up, it's I mean, time. that's basically it's what Heather happens. did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally what heather did y'all know i'm back right and this is like an instance like and i try not to be like you know calling Uh out women for like bitchy resting face or whatever but like mia does constantly look like she's really irritated anytime anybody does anything like purposefully really yeah she makes a lot of faces i gotta start paying attention to that (laughs) i mean i guess you not paying attention mikey that was funny. Come on. Uh, it's true, I wrote. Though. I never do. Another appearance by Heather's boobs. She yep. fully takes her top off in the living room just while everybody's chilling. And Jess says in a talking head, uh, this is probably like the 139th time I've seen Heather's tits. <laughs> just like everybody's over it, like completely yeah. unfazed. We've seen them. So Heather is dancing while Brett plays the harmonica and a bunch of other ladies who are fully clothed are like dancing on the bar and on the pool table. I'm surprised nobody's fallen. Like this is very dangerous. And then Sam is standing at the top of the stairs in this crazy Hogwarts house 
in full judgment of mm-hmm. everything going on and then just storms off. Looking it's a very inside. dramatic. I have to say, for the weird setup of this Thank house, you. the the ability oh, to observe that. something from afar and then storm off has been utilized so well throughout this entire series. It really was such a moment of her like, looking in disgust. Yeah. Like she had the like, oh, I can't believe this. And, and turned around and walked away. It's like, do you know who you are? Or not who you are. Do again, you know where the fuck just, you are right just now? Keep a, put a pin in it. Ugh. I've got a whole rant on deck. Then Heather. Still topless, Brett's, most likely. Yeah. W- no, most no, definitely. No, she's topless she's for like a good couple minutes. Oh, she's 100% yeah. topless through this whole rest of Props the, to you, the Heather, for that fucking night. body confidence, yo. It's for real. As proud as I've ever, I don't ever, blame her. As proud as I've ever been of my tits, I've never done anything no. like that. She's just like, yo, I'm hanging out with all these girls and Brett. I'm gonna be topless all night, except later when they're chilling with them, which was I thought was weird. But hmm. I mean, maybe it got cold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is like very interesting that Heather then takes the acoustic guitar that was sitting around the house that she was playing earlier. And starts smashing it. But, like, it's important to note that Brett is he told encouraging her to. her to do this. He's like, yeah, smash it. Yeah. So, like. He don't give a shit. He's like, yeah, I got a thousand of them. Well, then he does a talking head and he's like, oh, the party was getting out of control and it could possibly kill me. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, dying in a good way. I'm talking about, like, actually dying. And I'm like, sir. He's ready to party. You we're encouraging all of this debauchery like i he's got a very interesting complex about this let like once things start to get like a little wild despite the fact that he has been fully participating it's like he has these moments i don't know if it's like some kind of christian upbringing that he like gets this wild guilt just like this oh my gosh like i'm i'm only human i gave in to temptation ah like I'm a rock star. I know how this goes, but... Yeah, he does a lot of, like, I feel really guilty, but here's my excuse. Yeah. Or, I'm having a really good time, but I actually yes. feel really guilty. Like, ugh. Enjoy your life, we bro. We also then <laughs> see him literally taking a sharp piece of broken guitar away from someone. Smart move. I mean, definitely, but again, Smart you... Move. You don't know what's happening. They could be like, ha ha, run up the stairs again, and trip and fall. It's like running any, with scissors. I just don't think anybody would have smashed the guitar if he, he didn't hadn't say, encouraged yes. them to do it. He could have been like, no, no, no. And they'd be like, all right, all right. Yeah, I'll just again, stay topless. Again, big girl dad energy. <laughs> yes. Safety. Good for him. Then we see some sketchy CCTV footage of Brett and a couple of the ladies walking into his room. Yes. So then... A bunch of the other ladies are sitting outside. So it's Mia, Magdalena, Rodeo, Jess, and Brandy M. And like, they're all like, oh, there we go. Like, people are going into his room. So then Brett does a talking and he's like, oh, later that night, I noticed the troops had fallen off. AK, like, didn't want to rage anymore and just sat outside smoking cigarettes. But I mean, sure. And the sole survivors are the incomparable Brandy C, Heather, and Lacey. So then they all... The alf- no, what are they called? Varsity. Varsity, well, I, the varsity slash squad, the A-team. I was going to call them the alphas, but I know that's like I've a I've been theme, calling them the varsity hyenas, but, yes. but the numbers are dwindling. Who's their scar? Heather. Obviously. You know, that's actually kind of funny. Be prepared, Heather. <laughs> so they all climb into his bed. And like, I didn't notice... Brandy sees boobs coming out the first time, but then when they play it in the flashback a little bit later in the episode, they blur something. 
What? In the flashback, it was weird. They blurred her boob. Meanwhile, Heather's been running around for multiple episodes. I don't understand the logic there. Maybe they signed Oh, this is Brett's other super weirdly guilty quote where he goes, Uh, I know for a fact that this is what I, this is what I don't need to do. And this is going to cost me my soul, but it is going to be hot loving. I'm only human, damn it. And then. They really then we have an exterior it. shot of the outside of the house and we hear him going, hold on, I got to take care of something, which I guess is the diabetes. Insulin shot. I guess it's the diabetes yep. reference. I've been drinking too much. Yo, I got to stop. I did make the note there. Shockingly, Heather has clothes on. She's topless yeah, this whole time. Hey, let's all go to Brett's room and hook up and this and that. You're going to put clothes on now? Maybe Come she on. doesn't like sleeping naked. Maybe. Eh. Yeah. People got their things. So it's the next morning. We see Brandy C back in her bed. She's very excited. With somebody else, but I couldn't quite figure out who it is. I was thinking it was Brandy M. It might be. I couldn't. I don't I don't know what's happening. No, so, I don't think it is. I didn't think it would be. Because she did has look her like... talking head because she's pissed off because the girls tried fucking Brett the night before. Yeah. But maybe that's Sorry. why. Maybe she was like, "Wait, hey, spoil what'd you it." Do? Yeah, like maybe that they're like friendly enough, and then she like that's once she true. heard what happened, she went outside because like nobody else has that hair color, and it didn't look like Heather. And that doesn't matter anyway. So, Brandy, she's like, "Oh, I'm excited for my date today and my boyfriend and whatever." So Brett is up and dressed, but says in his talking head that he feels like absolute crap. He woke up in a puddle of his own drool. His liver swollen. No pants. Almost completely naked. So. <clears throat> He actually goes to breakfast with the ladies. Well, goes to breakfast. He has, like, you know, breakfast buffet, whatever they have set up for production. And he's got his sunglasses on at breakfast. I mean, he's 44, so. Yo, he might be a little hungover. He's probably done a shit ton of partying in his life. Yeah, but I mean, like, as He probably dialed it back a little bit. Listen, at almost 31 and almost 32, we're already, life is starting to get real. So we got Mike's drinking during this episode. It's like, you don't know what I'm going to feel like tomorrow. Oh, my God. I'll probably be fine. The drama of it all. I'll be fine. He says in a talking head, nobody likes to party harder than I do. However, we've been partying since day one, and it could possibly be killing me. (laughs) Speaking of dramatic, uh, he sits down with them at breakfast, and he's like, oh, I need to separate from any kind of thing that looks clear and gin-like or anything in a beer container. And then uh, Lacey, uh, uh. and then Lacey's like, "Oh, you guys are totally the cause of the debauchery because like Brandy C and I were dead sober until you all showed up." <laughs> and Brandy M says in a talking head that she's pissed off about the bimbos sneaking into Brett's room and trying to mm-hmm. fuck him. So after breakfast and a little chit chat, it's time to get down and dirty. So Brandy goes out with the like bitchy squad or whatever we're calling that. I only saw Justin Aaron, but I wouldn't be surprised. No, if, like, Mia, Mia was there. out there too. Oh yeah. And then Sam, obviously, as mm. we get to. So Brady, I'm sitting with a couple ladies outside and we're catching her like mid story about how she mooned someone and told them to kiss her fucking ass. So Lacey doing one of her recon missions is like, hey, like, what's everybody all riled up for? And somebody, because for some reason, whoever's talking in this scene, for the most part, isn't actually shown on camera, which seems counterintuitive to me. But what the fuck do I know? Somebody's like, well, we're talking about you. Uh, like, <laughs> just unapologetically, like, we're talking about you, bitch. Oh, I said Brandy said it. I thought it was Brandy. I think it's but, her voice, yeah. Yeah. So, Brandy M says to Lacey, you know, oh, we're, like, a little bit upset about whatever happened. Yeah. And Lacey's like, what? We just had a good time. 
And somebody's like, so something else happened. And Lacey's like, well, I'm not saying anything did happen, but I'm also not saying anything didn't happen. And Brandy M, I think, asks, did you guys do it? And Lacey's like, I'm not answering any of your questions. I would have made this iconic line of the week, but like, it's a little mumbly. Yes. So it have your captions. It wouldn't translate well like over an audio only medium but i'm going to recite it that jess is like listen if he ate your box out like i don't want to be kissing him like so i need to know like you need to tell me if he did and Lacey just goes fair enough yes <laughs> that, like, I had to, that i had to pause it and laugh that was just such a funny reaction she is so cool to, about like, it too get, she's like all right fair enough uh, but, like it's a very like diplomatic reaction to somebody like I understand reading you yes. to filth Lacey I was a little bit surprised that she wasn't getting a little bit more defensive about the whole thing nah, she don't give a shit but her strategy I guess was to get everybody concerned mm-hmm. but like get the rumors moving I don't think I totally agree with that strategy I, I think mean- I would if he seemed more obviously into her yeah like if I was, you know, or at least if I had like a bossy or personality, like if it was Heather, I think that's somebody that I would have been a little bit more concerned if she had applied this strategy. But Lacey, I'd be like, he'll get to the bottom of this eventually. Like, yes. he's, you know, it'll like be, you guys it, don't really have chemistry. Yes. So it'll be like charm school where like that karma comes back. Yeah, exactly. Like it would be like, I'm not really threatened by this. Yes. But Lacey's like, oh, I could tell all the rumors were flying and all the girls are talking and I, I love it. And then all of a sudden they fucking cut over to Sam and she's fucking sobbing. Yeah. And she's like, oh, oh I want to go home. And she does this talking head where she's like, if he's just here to like hook up with girls and that's all, then like, I don't want to be here and I need to talk to Brett. <laughs> what about, do you think like, this show is for? That Can you stop spoiling my fucking rant already? I've told you like three times that I had a rant oh, on spoiling? deck about this. Oh. I told you three times I had a rant on deck about this. So listen, y'all We've talked about this on the show before that, like, I have not been on a reality show. Mike has not been on a reality show. Obviously, for a variety of reasons, it has to be culture shock, wild experience, especially yeah. if you're somebody like Sam, who's like not like other girls and like, you know, probably doesn't even like own a TV or just watches, I don't know, fucking true romance on a fucking loop. Who knows? Anyway, so fine. Even if she wasn't didn't totally understand what she was signing up for right she didn't watch flavor of love she didn't you know watch the bachelor or any of that shit she didn't watch reality tv period let's say she doesn't understand like the full dynamics plus as we've as we've stressed before it has to be terrible to be living in a house with all of those women who are all trying to be mean on purpose for camera time and lights and pas and the whole production team there the whole time it has to be a very challenging draining experience that said when you auditioned for the show or just came to the casting or however you were found I would guarantee that someone told you that you were not going to be the only person competing for his love that at the very least the premise of the show was explained to you that you among 20 some odd women would be trying to date the same man. I get that some people, it takes some people on these shows, like getting there to realize that this isn't for them. But you do not have the right 
to sit there and cry about, I can't believe he's spending time with other girls when that is a thousand percent what you signed up for. For all the things that you may have been misled about, there is no way that they hid yes. that detail from you. It's the show. That's literally the premise. There's no way that at any point during casting that you found out the day you showed up, you weren't the only one dating. Like, I'm sorry. I don't I don't believe it. Yes. Like, I just I can't fucking believe it. And, and if you signed up at this point, you've already known the other shows that they've had. No, but that's what I'm saying is like, maybe she didn't. Like, let's let's, let's argue that she thinks Give she's... Give her the benefit of the doubt. That's, yes. Did you listen to any of the spiel Giving that I just said? I'm genuinely doubt. asking. Did you listen to any of yes. what I just said? Because that's how I started this whole thing. So anyway, my title for the show came to me. This episode came to me because she's sitting there crying to this group of ladies. And she's like... How are you supposed to have a relationship with somebody and trust them to not cheat on you when you go into a relationship and he's cheating on you? Like, it's gross and it's disgusting. And somebody says, good point, as if you all don't know. It's not a good point. It's a terrible point because you know what you signed up for. They were just trying to get her to calm down, probably. Like, I don't. That's what I think. I just laugh because I, like, (laughs) the idea for this episode came because all of a sudden I'm watching this scene and I'm like, oh my God, this is exactly the fucking Sandra D scene in Glee. In Glee. In Greece. Wow. Ugh. See, this is how fucking riled up I am. I'm mixing up my G musical programming. My G musicals? Only one is having a sing-along instead of the Tonys. Thank you very much. What a terrible choice that is. People, well, Broadway people have been flipping out about it. I mean, first of all, of all the musicals. Sandy! Of all the musicals, and second of all, somebody on Twitter like pointed out and made an excellent point is that they should have just done, like, a greatest Tony's moments. I mean, they could literally play one of those fucking PBS infomercials that sell Broadway DVD slash CDs. And be like, hey, here's great That would be a better choice than a Grease sing-along. So do. 100%. Let, all right, let's take every... All right, who won the Tony's in, like, this many years? Because obviously they have to limit the amount of hours it's playing. They could play... A hit song from each Tony winner for fucking twenty years. Fill that time gap, and then just again, be like, All you right, can thanks. swear. I know. I don't know why I blocked that out. I'm sorry. Anyway, I just I think that it would make more sense to do like best Tony performances, something from like that. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be winners. It could just be great musical moments from exactly. Tonys over the years. And well, they show like every single team or team, every show that's nominated, they do their big hit song normally, right? Yeah, that's the, what I'm saying. They yeah. would take the musical numbers from various years and just or like mess Tony memories or something like that. It doesn't make it. But anyway, that's not why you're all here. Except and speaking of memories, please do not play any song from Cats. Thanks, Tony. Why? It's, well, memories is a great song Actually, from that Cats. That song's not bad. That song is great. It's the rest of it that yeah. sucks. Y'all jellical cats. Can we go back to the reason for the yes, season? Yes, I'm sorry. What was I even saying? Oh, so like, I again, she has no reason to be crying about any of this. And it just feels so... Like, it's just so melodramatic and, like, come on. Come on. Just stop. Like, you know what you're here for. And just, it just felt very, like, oh, little innocent me just trying to fall in love. Turns out he's a bad boy. It's like, girl, please. I mean, I, please. Then we get them hanging out in the living room and Big John brings them the note Sam reads it, and again, this is one of those where they all have to sit around to hear that other people are going on a date. 
Sam and Brandy C., you rift my world with your song. So put on your boots and pull up your chaps. I hope you're ready to roll with me. As the rest of you rockin' chicks, you'll just have to wait for my elimination picks. Rodeo is crying again. Oh, she's so upset. In fairness, though, (laughs) this is a pretty good reason to be upset if you're Rodeo. So she's like, I was bummed because... My dream day with him was to ride a horse on his land. And I feel like, you know what? Like, this it might is have been. A, this is a, for all, Rodeo's been on two solo dates now. Mm. Like, what a shame that this is the one she's of not course. a part of. I do feel bad. You have to, she has to go on that awkward rooftop one where she's talking about, like, I like a doggy, and everyone kind of pauses. Womp, womp. Yeah, and she collects swords. It's like, meanwhile, she could have gone. The whole reason she wears a fucking cowboy's hat is because she likes horseback riding, her apparently. Name, her is rodeo. name is Rodeo. It's Rodeo. You can't even give her the opportunity to make a lasso and do something. So, <laughs> Brett and the ladies are all in pretty casual looks. He takes them to Paramount Ranch, and they ride horses through this old Westworld-looking setup. Like, West I rodeo. <laughs> Wild West City. City running wild. Remember that? No. Going to Wild West City. Bring the missus and the child. I'm going to something my hat. Shoot my gun. Something, something, something. Something fun, I think. Going to Wild West City. <laughs> you, how do you know the Wild West City? It was a very famous commercial. I've been there once. I, they shut down a long time ago. But I feel like I blocked it out. And that does, oh, not, man. Seem, that does not seem like the kind of place. Great story. I'm going to get as quick as possible. We're on the train ride where you get held up. So it's like a little train. So everyone's hands are yeah, in the air. Yeah. Dude comes up. He looks at me. And he sees I'm wearing Yankee shorts. He goes, I like them Yankees. You put your hands down, son. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. I felt so cool as a little kid. <laughs> You really held me up to tell that story? Yes, I'm sorry. I miss Wild Wild West City. It's a city running wild. It was great. I hope others know what I'm talking about for the love of God, please. Imagine it's just in my imagination and never existed. I was... it, that's the true West World all along. Yeah. That's the simulation. Here you go, Mike. Go chill outside for a little bit. This is what a terrible happened? way to find out that you're an, an android. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. So they're riding their horses through this old town road and Oh Why are you screaming? Please stop. Old Town Road. I'm gonna You said Old Town Road. I know. Uh Oh. Brett, unsurprisingly, is so horny about this and says he doesn't think there's anything sexier than a beautiful woman in a cowboy hat riding a horse. Thank God Rodeo didn't hear that. Oh, my God. She would have, like... Her head would have exploded. She would have turned into, like... I'm sorry I keep bringing up TikTok, everybody, but it's like those Bowman TikToks. It's like, in that moment, I decide to pass away. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been so disrespected. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't follow at Bowmanizer, you have to. He's doing God's work on TikTok. So Brandy C is surprisingly very into this. She then does a talking head. They really made her look especially bad this week. Mm. I guess to try to sell her yes. on the idea of how things go. Of course. To sell us as the audience about yes. how things go. So she's like, I love the way that horses smell. I mean, not when they're going to the bathroom, but like the way they smell. And I'm like, I can't relate to that at all. Like horses don't smell good. I don't like the barn smell. I don't like the barn smell, but we're also, we're city folk. 
So <laughs> hey, I've been horseback riding. It was I, not comfortable. I for did my the nuts. pony rides at the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> That's the extent of my. As a horse. guy, you gotta learn. It hurts your nuts. It really. It's I, not like you. It's not, not like getting hit in the nuts. Not, if you not all people with nuts are guys. Shit, cis het men. I mean, people with penises work. Yeah, that's kind of... Well, <laughs> guys, people with nuts. <laughs> people with nuts. That's what I mean. It's, We're really it's off your, the rails Your inner today. thighs hurt a little bit, and then like, you bounce a lot. It doesn't look fun. No, it's not like getting hit in the nuts constantly, but when you got to be like, damn, I'm kind of sore. You re- Again, you really interrupted me to say I'm that. sorry. I'm giving people warnings. I've been horseback riding. I'm, I'm sure people who have listened to this have also been horseback riding before. So we get... This supercut of Brandy C saying "Oh my God" over and over during the course mm. of her horseback ride. Brett looks deeply irritated, and he does look completely over it at a point. Yeah, I like, mean, I could see that at a certain point, like her just being attractive kind of wore off, and yeah. like her personality is pretty grating. So she's always <laughs> playing like the ditzy airhead blonde. It's- I mean. It's such a weird line with Brett, though, because he doesn't seem to like women who are too smart, but he no. also doesn't like to seem to like women who are too dumb. There's the smart who are the intimidating, and then there's the dumb who he sees as, like, the groupies from the concert. Well, that he, like, right. He holds himself at high enough esteem to be like, oh, I can't, I can't have a woman who I can't have a conversation with. But then you get somebody, like, who's grown and has their shit together and is, like, a little bit more street smart because then he feels threatened. Yes. So... Fragile masculinity. Gotta love it. So Brett says in a talking head that like, he's like, oh, when you put Sam and Brandy C together, you really realize how young of a soul Brandy C has. Mm. Then they do. Is that where they do the. Yeah. Is that where they do the weird like super cut of her with the fly in her hat? Or the, like bee? the bee? Oh, there's a bee. I believe so. I did I, like, not it wasn't even the bee. It wasn't even worth taking notes no. on. It's just worth, like, they really just out of nowhere decided to make her look really, really bad. But, like, not in a way where it's, like, the rest of the time she's just been making herself look bad. But this is a very clear, like, trying to make yeah. her a joke. And a very, I don't know. The dynamic is different in yes. her narrative arc in this episode. Mm. So he brings them over to a little picnic setup. It's a very I Love New York style date. Yes. Uh <laughs> He also got them acoustic guitars, which you could tell were like, it's like Step Brothers. Like, mine's not movie quality. That's all right. Whose? Well, like an acoustic guitar versus like a fancy electric guitar. Are they really uh, that? Yeah. Anyway. Wait, 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 wait. No, real quick. We'll make this as fast as possible. What do you think? You think electrics are that much more expensive? I literally don't know what anything no. costs. Acu- I'm literally like Lucille Bluth, where it's like, what could a banana cost, Michael? $10? No, That's like could, literally There's me. different prices, obviously, for everything. Obviously, the most important thing I would personally say is probably the price of the strings. Um, huh. But you can get like an okay acoustic guitar, decent sound and everything. You know, you get 200 bucks. Same with an electric. Huh. Both of them, I would say, are actually almost equally comparable. You do really? get, yeah, you do get some acoustics. It's as I was going to say, a story. My one fr- roommate in college taught me how to play guitar. He had a guitar that was, God, it must have been probably like a thousand bucks. What? And it would be like we'd be sitting there, and like I'd be sitting on like you know the stupid fucking stackable bunk beds or whatever, or they're separated. And man, I might turn a little, and you hear like a bung, and you'd be like, Fanny, what the fuck? And I'm like, dude, I'm so Why sorry. Why would you bring your $1,000 guitar it's the one he had. to college? No, it, well, if you play fucking seriously. But, uh, and it's. Do, do people not oh, understand that? It's so beautiful. Like, college it is reckless phenomenal. and 
thievery. Yes. But no, that's the thing. Yes, there are many acoustic guitars. You'll hear the ones like, oh, Les Paul, whatever year. That's because like there may be a musician out there that made it famous. It's very, very expensive. Same with acoustics, though. They're very expensive. That was Guitar Corner with Mike, everybody. That's It's to let you know, as, as you were saying, like acoustics are just as expensive as electrics. Easily. I would not have anticipated that. Yeah. So I, I learned something today. Yes. Granted, I'm not as clueless about it as Brandy C, who's like... I've never even held a guitar before. She is sniffing the guitar, which they really... I also made That was a that. choice to show her doing yes. that. And she's like, I don't know. I learned today that when you go down, the strings make higher sounds. Which is true. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know shit about music, but it's even I knew that. Yes. And she's like, I guess those are different notes. Yes. If this is an act... There are notes and scales. I'm sorry, Brandy. But so, she doesn't know a guitar. You know, it's the same as... I mean, like, but like, I mean, okay, listen. So I get not knowing guitars. I don't know shit about guitars. However, I understand that manipulating different parts of an instrument... Yes. ...make different notes. Yes. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't That's, know. I wouldn't yeah. classify myself as any kind of music expert. That's but like, true. that is the barest of minimums. Sam has a talking head where she says everything couldn't be going more perfect on the date, but she made sure she was going to talk to Brett to find out if she could trust him or not. And then they just like fuck off and go talk over to the side. I couldn't believe they did that. Yeah. It's a little weird. Brandy C gets annoyed that Sam is taking her boyfriend away from her, but she's not worried because Sam is talking about issues they have and they're not even together. See, like the the hypocrisy in that one sentence yeah. alone is astounding. Yes. Where she's saying my boyfriend, but she's like that other girl's delusional. They're not even together yet. Yes. And it's like, ma'am, did you hear yourself? She's okay if he has multiple girlfriends though, as long as she's number one. I just like don't get the logic. So Sam says to Brett, she's like, you know, living in this house now and hearing things like what happened the other night. It just it makes me sick to my stomach and like stuff like that could make me rethink my stay. And she's like, I have trust issues. You know, my father cheated on my mother and like that's why I don't think I'm going to be able to trust you. This is like that ADHD thing last week where it's like, sis, did you think do you think you're alone? Do you think that you're unique? We all come with parental issues. I don't know anybody with like fully happy parents or like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> majority there's something. We all we're all uh, been through it. Yeah, yeah, it's kinda, yeah. Yes. We've been through been it. Been there, yes. <laughs> Shout out to our parents. Woo! <laughs> Terrible. Sam says, like, she's like, oh, in a talking head, she's like, oh, there's so many beautiful women in the house. And, like, I can understand where it's hard to say no, but I'm not here to get off. I'm here to find a relationship. Brett's like, like, well, that's the difference between us. (laughs) (laughs) So Brett tells her about his parents' divorce when he was a teenager and his mom left he's like i remember it was a tuesday and i turned to mike and go who leaves their husband on a tuesday yeah it's like craig david i feel like it's one of those things like where it's like firing people like i feel like you would do it either at the beginning of the week or the end of the week it's true you never fire fire someone in the middle i don't know i wouldn't think to it's stupid i don't know especially when they're like kids involved but i mean well that's he just says it too i mean for him like don't get me wrong i don't remember the day of the week when my parents got divorced was it a tuesday but well, it wasn't one of those. Was it, what maybe? day of the week was it? Tuesday. 
Was it till Tuesday? I'm actually asking. No, I have no idea. I thought you said you knew what day of the week. No, I was joking. Oh. I have no fucking idea what day of the week it was when I found out. But it's one of those where it's like you could remember your age, the grade, anything. Like he literally in his head, he could have been like, holy shit, my whole life just changed today. And all of a sudden, boom, he becomes a Well, rock I guy. thought that this was an interesting moment because I feel like going back to what we talked about a little bit last week where we were saying that we read through like the groupie tales that he wants to date lots of women, but he has like possession issues. Yes. He's very possessive. Sorry. And like, I feel like hearing both of them be like, well... The parent of the other gender was the one who left for all intents and purposes. Yeah. And like, that's why I have issues dating people of that gender. Yeah. I'm like, we can relate a little bit, but <laughs> not to pull up our spot. But um, I just thought that was very much more insightful, I guess, than yeah. at least Brett had intended it to be. Like, if you're looking at it and kind of like, hmm, that's interesting that you... Just have some mommy issues a little bit. Interested to delve into that a little bit more as the seasons progress. We'll see. But basically because it does not take a lot of work to get Brett horny. The fact that they got to talk about trust issues was like, oh, yeah, we're really starting to connect. And then Sam, of course, needs to do her thing that we talked a little bit about last week. And she's like, but when you touch me and I touch you, like, I, I feel something really intense. And Brett, like, tells her that he really, 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 was that three? I don't remember. Yes. Really, 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 yes, likes her a lot, and he doesn't want her to leave. And she's like, okay, and then they kiss, which I'm like, your concerns, while it invalid in certain ways, like, if you don't really think that this is for you, him telling you to your face that he likes you, should it necessarily change your mind? Like, as much as I just ripped on Sam, like, and think that, like, you shouldn't have signed up for a reality show where a person dates multiple people if you didn't want to date somebody who dates multiple people. But it's like, if you know that about yourself and you come to that realization at any point, like, why would you stay? I don't know. Is she playing a game? Probably. Mm. I actually, because she was just on Talk of Love. And I kind of wanted to listen to it because she's one of the only guests that they've had that wouldn't spoil a season. That wouldn't either spoil another season of Rock of Love, but also wouldn't spoil Charm School. Because I'm pretty sure she's not on Charm School. Mm. So I might actually be checking that out. So I'll report back. So Sam says in a talking head that she was planning on leaving and part of her was really afraid to stay because she doesn't because who wants to get hurt? But she's going to try and stick around, I guess, for a little bit longer and see what happens. Yes. So Brett says in a talking head that there was a lot he absolutely loved about Sam, but he's not totally sure he can be in a relationship with someone who can't trust him, which it's like. Sir. Well, look at his life. He's on tour always. She needs to be like, this motherfucker is going to be on tour. Even if you want to say, like, like, maybe he's not hooking up with chicks, but there's still the temptation. Like, if you have trust issues, come on. I'm not saying that all musicians or rock stars are out here cheating, and maybe he's not, but like, it's a little gaslighty to be like, I can't believe she doesn't trust me, given the circumstances of the like how you're meeting 80s hair rock fucking bands in general if you guys met you know 
at the grocery store, that would be one thing. But you're meeting on a show where he's where you're dating yes. multiple people to try to find a and partner. And he constantly says, how would you deal if I'm on the road all the time? And these girls are screaming and trying to go for me. And it's on like, top oh. of that, like, he does have a reputation for being a party guy. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? It's not out of the realm of yes. possibility for her to be, like, a little bit skeptical and not fully like regardless of her daddy issues yes. like you shouldn't it's be fairly here. reasonable to assume that he would cheat on you yes. like that's why musicians never really appealed to me but anyway that was a awkwardly short date despite how long we talked about it but it's <laughs> elimination kind of time and we get some quick pre-elimination talking heads yes Brandy M talks about how the bimbos are really trying to get into Brett's pants. So after tonight, we're really going to see what Brett wants, which I actually thought was a pretty astute observation Mm -hmm. because Brett is actually pretty good at telling them, as we mentioned before, like giving them the answer key of like, here's what I'm cool with or not cool with. So I guess it actually is surprisingly insightful. Like whoever he sends home is like that side of the the giveaway versus bitch debate is going to (laughs) their words, not mine. Yes, very true. So we're going to see where he falls in the team bitch, team slut campaign. Um, Rodeo wishes Brett would wake up and look at her and say, God, I want that figure of a mother in my child's eyes in my home. And I wrote, ma'am, he's not a widower. Oh, like, my God. No, because she's making it sound I like, I saying, mean, the whole thing yeah. is like, like an ideal step parent, right? Is somebody who has respect for the relationship, really tries to be there for the the child in question, but, like, isn't trying to replace the other parent. Mm. And, like, Rodeo sounds like she's going to be like, I'm your new mom. Call me yes. mom. And it's like. The Let's mom go ride is, the horses. Right. Like, their oh, mom shit. is still around. Yes. Like, be respectful to that woman. So Sam says that after today's date, I'm hooked and it sucks. Hmm. Wait, that was very Brandy C of you. Because she's like one makeover away from being a Brandy C. You know what I mean? Like, the look at the material. (laughs) Just call it a fact. We haven't talked about New York in a while, and I miss her. Look at the material. Shout out New York. Love you. We love you. Um, He, Brett told her that he liked her, and I think it's sincere. So what is, what's the deal with your trust issues then? It, he, he looks you in the face and goes, I like you. And you're like, you know what? Trust you know what? Over. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. You like me. You just really undid like a year, I mean, like, thing, like 20 years about, of though. daddy a, issues. He's a famous rock star. Oh, I wouldn't trust him. If he says, well, yeah, you wouldn't. But other people would be like, you know, I don't know if I'm feeling this. No, trust me. I like you. Oh, my God. He likes me. It's I'm like, sorry. Oh. If when I say look me in the face, clouded. when I... If I tell you to look at me and your response is, I am looking looking at at you, I'm looking at your legs, and then I say, no, my face. Sir, I am not a piece of chicken looking at my legs (laughs) and breastuses. Oh, I thought thought that was going to be a Flav's mom reference. Sorry, I was busy over there looking at that biscuit. (laughs) I love it. uh, Shout out Mama Flav. She's dead. (laughs) We can still shout her out and say hello. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so if your response to be saying no, my face is, I look at that too. I'm sorry. Like the trust isn't fully going to be there. Brett comes down in this absurd tiger print fur coat. He's really going for it. It is. Tiger print fur coat. I thought it was like a, 
like leathery tiger. no it was it was plush it was <sighs> plush i mean i don't think it was real fur but probably not so he gives his usual spiel about how hard it is and blah 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 not a euphemism but he says he's going to do things a little differently this time mm. and asks rodeo to come down so she's like they're like right in each other's faces and brett's like you know the other night you looked at me knowing how insane and crazy and melodramatic it is in this nut house, and I knew that you were in some way asking me if you could go home and spend time with your son, and I want you to go home and see your little boy and give him a hug for me. Rodeo, I guess, is, like, fine with that. I but- think she's fine with it because as much as I think it's, he's like, fuck, I gotta get rid I of think two this is people, a tough- this is a... I don't, what is the word? Not an easy shoo-in. out. Yeah, it's, it's an easy out. It's an easy yeah. out. It's like she's having these issues. If I use this to say I think you should go home, she might be cool with See, it. And which she is. I forgot if there's like some kind of situation later on where it's like you know on other reality competition shows where like if somebody leaves early, or like like Red They'll Oyster, bring someone back almost right or yes. not? Well, not even that. Or like Red Oyster, where like if somebody leaves early on their own accord it forces you to then skip the elimination choice you were going to make or like in a later episode he decides not to send anybody home in one episode i'm sure there's somebody out there listening to this going you stupid bitch that's not what happens sorry i try not to i try not to read ahead sorry but um you know like i i don't know if there were supposed to be two that went home anyway we'll probably never know I don't really care to look it up, to be honest. And I guess we'll just see. So they hug. And I was surprised because they cut to the other ladies. And Brandy C looks shook. Like her and Lacey have like their hands above their mouths. Lacey, uh, Brandy C looks like she's about to start crying. I I believe the reactions are genuine. I feel yeah, like everyone's oh, like, holy shit, rodeo of all people well, going. Well, I don't think Lacey really gave a shit. But like I was. Not su- that they care about her necessarily. but Well, I yeah. think just like. Well, Lacey's also like, oh, wow, my powers worked again. Well, yes. But, um, <laughs> which I feel like is oddly empowering. It's like, I feel like that version of like, what was that? The VW commercial where the little kids got the Darth Vader mask and he tries to force oh, things all the time. Yes. And then he turns on the car. Like, that's like Lacey's like, yes, her mind is so powerful. But that's what- I felt like Rodeo was kind of a floater between the two groups. Hmm. So, um. Wow. Yeah, she was like, not part of Varsity like she or was a, Bitchy. Well, no, she was original. Well, she wasn't technically on Varsity, but like when they did like the sluts versus bitches yeah. graphic, Rodeo was on that side, but just purely because she wanted to spend time around Brett and was dancing on the yes. bar in her bikini. But like she kind of floated between the two groups because I feel like she's, I hate to say it, she's kind of the goldie of this season. Yeah. Where like she seems impossible not to like, mm-hmm. like especially with that energy. So either you're going to laugh at her. She's like the gold, the goldie meets she's the, the, goldie the hottie. Of rock of, yeah, she's the goldie meets the hottie because she's absurd that you have to laugh, but also like she's impossible not to get along with. Yeah. Where was I? I? Like anyway, so I was just really surprised that Brandy C was so moved, but I don't know. A but yeah, no, it's. I mean, maybe they were close to them. We thought that we don't see too much. Obviously, obviously, it's not Christia again. Yeah, but. Again, that, really, not that that makes any more sense. A but. lot of them, yes. I know she was crying about her son and everything, but it seems like a lot of them are shocked. Like, wow, I really thought she had a chance to go, like, top well, I mean, three like, or two in this. I'm just surprised that they all feel bad, given that, like, it's literally their competition. Yes. Or maybe because she's gone on about 
not seeing her son and all this to them where they're kind of shocked. I feel like they all sound sick of it. So like, (laughs) which is it? Are are you, do you want her to go home or not? So depends how much they drink that day. As Brett and Rodeo hug, and obviously I'm sure they probably coax them into being meaner in the talking heads. So as Brett and Rodeo hug, he like whispers in her, you're like, you need to go home and see your baby boy. I had to turn into uncle daddy for that part. But (laughs) he also then, takes his hat off his head and tells her to take it he's got because he's got a cowboy hat on he said he had it made he said he had it well no i think he said he had it made and then was giving it to her like i don't think it was made for i took it i don't think he would have been wearing it if it was made for her you know what i mean i took it as he had it specially made for her and and i think that you're wrong so he gives it to her and i bet she still has i bet it's like fucking in like a shadow box in her i have it on something well, I mean, especially if a you're celebrity Rodeo. gave me something, I'd be like, hell yeah. Also, like, not just any celebrity, like a celebrity you want to, like, actively date. Yes. So Brett says in a talking head that Rodeo meant a lot to him, and but he could see that this house and the insanity and what they were all going through was tearing her apart, Lisa. And she was missing her <laughs> You're boy. tearing me apart, Lisa? Tearing me joke? apart, Rodeo. Like Shout that. out to... P.S. I hate this movie. They just covered the room. Yes. And hearing Sarah's confusion. Yes. Was hilarious. Very happy. Finally watched it. Yes. Very. We're we're happy anytime anybody watches the room. We are the room stands. We weirdly are. So she was missing her boy and I needed to let Rodeo go and I was going to let her go with dignity. So he actually walks her up the weird Hogwarts steps to the front door and she he like closes the door behind her and you know she's walking to the limo in her gown and her cowboy hat just crying and in her exit interview he fills my heart i'll never let it go i didn't want to go so then brett resumes his usual spot you know for the second elimination and says it was the toughest thing he's done in a long time and actually seems a little bit choked up yeah no, he was really fighting the tears. I think because he he did actually really like her. Yeah. I feel and he like probably connected on the parental level. I am torn between feeling like like shipping them and like wishing they had gotten together. Yeah. But also kind of feeling like she deserves somebody a little bit more stable that you, would appreciate her yes. a little bit more. Someone who's not going to be on the road all the time touring. And somebody who's not this. like just going to be like blinded by blinded by like blonde boobage you know like somebody a little bit more focused on her Mm. so heather says in a talking head wow i've i've seen another side of him and it seems like he's got a heart of gold and i'm so impressed by him because he i don't know that was just such a weird thing to include she really is like thirsty as hell for him and it's a little weird (laughs) so then we go through actual elimination let's start what is the list who is safe so the first person, he says he's wasted too much time in the house not getting to know them. And it's Mia. I was pretty surprised by this. I, I, I figured she was going to be safe. I thought. But him to say that, it's pretty much him just like, yeah, I think you're pretty attractive. I just haven't gotten to know you a little bit too much. So let's keep you. I mean, I just was really surprised she was the first one. That yes. makes me think. But all the saves. That never... means the narrative shift is going to go to her. Mm. next episode Ooh, and i guarantee one. that's i mean i didn't read ahead and i'm because sure there's of, you're again right. there's somebody listening at home going obviously she goes home next or obviously she doesn't go home next you idiot but 
I, like if I'm no, purely speculating, I could see now the narrative is going to shift to her. Yeah, and she's probably going to be gone. No, in the it's next smart. episode or two. Because a lot of the names you see, we obviously know how this show goes. Yeah, but a lot of the names you see are kind of like, all right, I kind of see why people are chosen at certain points. Um, I do and I don't. So I mean, the next person I do see it. So he says he wants to keep this person for many, many important reasons, and it's Jess. So this is her third week being picked second, yep. and she's four for four now for being in the top three. Top three always. After that is Erin, mm. Brandy M, Magdalena, and which means that the three remaining people without passes at this point. Right? Oh, no. Sorry. There's one more person. So Lacey is uh, concerned because she's so sure she'd be one of the first to get a pass. I feel like the editors put this talking head in here to be messy. Yes. A lot of the times we watch other shows, too, where it seems with not just talking heads, but where people are picked at certain times. I mean, yeah, no, that definitely is significant. But so from here on out, it gets a little bit more significant. Yes. So. Then he says, this girl to me is still a complete mystery, but today is the first day I've had an absolute breakthrough, and he picks Sam. Mm. I was a little surprised. I knew she was going to stay. I feel like, you know what it is? Well, I guess we could talk about this during the who do you think should have went home thing. Yeah. We could talk about it then. But, so it's three girls left and two passes. Yeah. His word, girls, not mine. Um... I think that it's interesting that the three that are left are the three that spent the night with him. I feel like he's sending a little bit of a message with that. It's a little slut shamey. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. For dramatic effect. I'm sure that they probably did this for dramatic effect. Thank you. But it is still, it feels a little, like, fine. If it's not slut shamey on the part of Brett, it's slut shamey on the part of the producers. No, you touched my penis. Well, no, it's because they touched his penis. Like, you know what I mean? I'm over you now, kind of? Well, not even that. It's like, like, so... I don't want to say typical, but like it's not unheard of for a guy to be like, you know, for men to be like mad at sex workers, despite like jerking off to them. Mm. The misogyny is that deep where because she gave it up too easily, then suddenly she's out of the contention. Right. Mm, Which I mean, we don't know what they did or didn't do or whatever, but like. Even if it wasn't really Brett's decision at this point of who's going to be in the bottom or even who's going to go home, that felt to me purposefully like these women are being punished, yeah. quote unquote, for being with him in that way. I actually did not put that together. I did mm. not realize the last three were the three in the bedroom. You didn't? No, I didn't think about it. Oh, no. Well, I Because they didn't as, play that storyline. As soon as... Well, as soon as... That's what I'm saying where mm. Lacey gets these talking heads about, oh, I thought I was going to be up there right away. I thought I was going to be in the top three. Yeah. That's when I knew. I was like, mm, they're trying to punish these women wow. for implied sexuality. So he says that this decision is based on seeing if he can get closer with someone who's si- who he's sitting on the fence with and seeing if he can make make a tighter bond. The next pass goes to Lacey. Yeah. Then he says the decision comes down to the two ladies he really cares about a lot. We've partied, we've had fun, but also we need to move past that in my life a little bit and make a connection here. Sir, sir. None of these women forced you to, like, black yeah. out with them. 
any of these times. Nobody forced you that day when you when y'all were day drinking. Nobody forced you last night. Like, why are these women being held accountable for you not being able to keep your 44-year-old ass in check? Make it make sense. Anyway, the woman he picks, he says, is someone he'd like to keep in the house right now to see if he can if they can get past just the party. He gives the final pass to Heather. Mm. Which means that Brandy C is eliminated. The caption at this moment, because I and I'm surprised that they're actually like allowed to play this on these streaming sites, but they start playing Every Rose Has Its Thorns. But Amazon caption said, Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Guns and Roses. (sighs) Mike got so bad. Like, I missed it at first because you're like, did you see it? It's like all the rage, all the rage that would normally go to like women having rights or like minorities having rights, like because you're a woke-ish what? person, that rage is directed towards people mislabeling rock music. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, your whiteness rage has to go in some direction. So. I mean, I guess it's just more... I, yeah. It's... I, it was just more shocking than anything, I guess. Yeah, it was weird. I wouldn't say I was raged, but... You were certainly uh, I was surprised. more bothered by it than It's more... Well, I mean, it makes you think, like, if we... You screenshot it. You send that to fucking Amazon right now and, like, tag Axel fucking Rose... I think they've got bigger... And Brad Michaels and be like, yo, you guys see what's going on? I think mm-hmm. all of these people have bigger issues than... <laughs> and millions of dollars to not give a shit about um, something like this. Excuse me, did you notice that this song was incorrectly attributed to the an artist they what like, would be funny is if we did that and tag them and like say we go and watch in like a couple days and all of a sudden it switches and now it says by poison and be like ah we did that we made that happen right yes we did so then brett my check um never missing an opportunity to do self-promotion he says here's my rose and my thorn with brandy c <sighs> this fucking guy you have i mean i understand it obviously but come on bro. he says that the rose is that she's a free spirit, a wild child, a California love child, and I loved all of that about her. However, I started to think that Brandy C may only be a sexual relationship, and I needed her to be more than just a party girlfriend. Which from day one, she literally said to him, yo, as long as I'm the main girlfriend, you could have like five well, or six. I mean, I guess his logic is like, even if that's the case, like, can he have a is that intellectual he, conversation? Well, with not her? even that, but like, is that actually what he wants? True. Like, in theory, it's fine, like, when all the blood is rushing to your dick, but, like, when you're thinking about it, when that's not happening, you know, like, you might actually be like, hmm, that's not actually super feasible for how I feel about my life. Also, I have now been singing Every Rose Has Its Thorn, like, around the house, and it just, like, occurred to me at a certain point that Brett Michaels is, like, that Pennsylvania that, because he says, he pronounces thorn like thone. Rose has, has its thorn. It's thorn, right? Though so, it's been a while now, I still feel so much pain. Sorry. I had to hit up my resident Pennsylvania expert, aka my brother, who's lived <laughs> in Pennsylvania for the last how many years? I guess like eight, nine years now. And I was like, hi, I have some weird Pennsylvania questions. Um, oh shit, what did I ask him? I said, what is the Hershey slash Harrisburg accent? Because that's where he's from. And um, and what is it similar to in terms of Pennsylvania accents? And do people that far west say, I'm I'm sorry, Philly people, please don't kill me. Um, John? It's like Philly slang that means like apparently everything. Like John is like a Philly thing. I'm sorry, Philly people. And 
Pennsylvania people in general, please feel free to correct me. He, he was like, yes, that is very random. Hershey Harrisburg doesn't have too strong of an accent, but it is central PA. And yeah, I wouldn't say that it's surprising someone from Harrisburg says John. Sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong again. Most Harrisburg Hershey people would affiliate with Philly over Pittsburgh. Hmm. <laughs> Resident Pennsylvania expert. <laughs> so I'm sorry for that little tangent, but I feel like Joan and Thone rhymed in my head. So I just needed to get to the bottom of it. So Pennsylvania people, if the you want to rhyme, if you want to weigh in on this debate, I Let would love know. to hear from you. Yeah. Please be kind to me about my John pronunciation. Okay? I'm from Jersey. Or like North Jersey. Yes. We get like, enough for our fucking accents. It's, right. Know, we've got our own accent issues. We say this in complete peace. Yes. We're there with you. Yes. So Brett says to Brandy C, now listen to me, okay? You're young. You're a free spirit. And I come with a lot of baggage. I love that he tries to, it's not you, it's me, her. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's sitting in that fucking talking head going, it's her. <laughs> So obviously she's sobbing in her exit interview and she's like, I'm just really shocked right now. Like, I can't believe he would pick people like Aaron or Jess or Mia. It's so much obvious how much I like him and he's going to let me go above those girls. So that's it. It's the end of Brandy C for now, but it's not going to be the last we see of her by any stretch of the imagination. She makes an appearance on Megan's show, too. All three episodes really? of it. Mm-hmm. Get that Which money. I actually, I guys, just a heads up, I have not been able to find it online. I don't think that we're going to be able to get it. So unfortunately, I'll try to do a deep dive and see what I can do. I, I tried. And you know I'm fucking Harriet the Spy with the internet. That is true. But like, for those who don't know, there was a murder affiliated with the show. So it mm. is like, they- They've wiped three, it from existence They aired almost. three episodes and then that was the end of that. Yeah. But- I will try my best. I will keep trying. If you have a hookup to find it, please feel free to reach out. But as far as I know, Megan Wants a Millionaire is unfortunately not going to happen. So instead of beers this week, they toast with water, which is bad luck. So do with that information what you will. And he's, he's like, oh, I'm still hurting, blah, 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 I'm old. So Lacey says in a talking head, now that Brandy C is gone, Heather and I have our agenda now. Which is like, y'all know your squad got severely uh, picked off every week. Yeah. And she says, we're going to stop concentrating so much on the partying and start focusing on the girls who are wrong for Brett. And we're going to start targeting them one by one and get them out of here one by one. So I'm like, I don't know. Or or have you considered just uh, both of you just being better and actually just showing interest in him and seeing how that works out? It's not good TV. No. Okay. Come on. That's the whole episode. The bonus scene might be the most boring bonus scene we've had to date. Terrible. It is Sam and Brandy C practicing vocal exercises. So in addition to, yeah, in addition to being boring, it sounds really bad. So it's it's just like the worst. When it tells you like, watch next episode or up next or stop, just do it. Yeah. There's no point in watching this. (laughs) Yeah. Do you agree with who went home? No. Who would you um, send home? I mean, I do what I don't. That was a very fast answer. I mean, I do what I don't because I was ready for him to get rid of Brandy C because it was like, I mean, his reasons are all valid. It wasn't going to be a substantial yes. relationship. Not that he's apparently looking for one period, but obviously I don't feel like Rodeo should have gone home in theory, but yes. at the same time, yes, she should have gone home. Yes. Oh, fuck. I said I was going to say something about Sam. 
I was surprised. Oh, I realized he probably kind of kept her because it would have been really dick for him to do all that work to be like, stay, stay. And she's, she's like, okay. And then he gets to elimination. Nah, you like, going home. Actually, that's the, that's a, that feels like a pretty flave move to do. Yeah. To like really because because yeah. like Brett is like seems like a little bit more comfortable with hurting feelings like if he knows that it needs to get done yeah whereas Flav literally doesn't like to upset people and is such a fucking people please don't hate me New York I'm going with hoofs it's like oh my oh. god and then don't hate me New York it's how I'm you announce the winner yeah it's like come on then he yo. did it with delicious too remember so what did you think no I think I'm kind of with you on that it's one of those I could see Brandy C going home. It kind of also got, like to be honest, you know who really should have got home? Mia. I don't understand how she's she lasted. She is this someone, long. although she was chosen first. I genuinely don't understand how she has lasted. This, this long. was an episode where I definitely it goes kind of into the same thing like you said, where it's like if he sends her home, he looks like an asshole. About Mia? No, Sam. Oh, okay. Which is where I thought I was like, well, Sam's not here for this. Like she should go. It's this is not her environment. But I understand him sending her home. It looks terrible. Yeah, that's yeah, it's and I think, like, and, I think that, and it's interesting though how interested he seems in like really liking the women who kind of are not super interested in him, like yeah. between her and Jess. Like he likes that mysteriousness. Jess is like, I'm so mad that I'm here, but I guess I'll stick around another week or whatever. And Brett's like, Oh yeah, it's so fucking hot. Yeah. Oh yeah, reject me some more. That's that's that shit. It's his turn on. Maybe I know apparently his kink is being rejected, but also having his ego inflated. So Mm. can't really get to the bottom of that. Um, is there anything else besides that though? Good episode. Was it? It was entertaining. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, I thought it was entertaining. We had. I thought our episode. We had to do a lot of riffing to make up for it. We did a lot of riffing. Little riff raff. Is that the saying? I don't know. What do the kids say these days? I don't think the kids ever said riff raff. These kids, so. they're, they're TikToking and stuff. I think that's a good time to soul. end. It's a things. great time um, to end. Rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who don't suck. Yes, five stars, please. Again, free way to help us out. We yes. truly, gratefully appreciate it. We benefit from it. And you can benefit from it by saying you knew about us first. Yes. And if you have a couple extra coins you want to throw our way, yes. we'll also take those. Yes. Uh, a Patreon. The bonus episode will be coming out in like a week and a half. Yes. So that'll be fun. Yes. Um, and you can find us on Patreon at Rewind the Love Pod. I always have to get I get confused because I have to. Well, you do it. that, then you mix it kind of with the Facebook and the Twitter. It's yeah. Like, so so many, also yeah. follow us on Facebook, Rewind the Love Podcast. Yes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rewind Love Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie Says. Yes. I am at Mr. Feeney519. We hope you have enjoyed yourselves going down this road. Hope we didn't scream in your ear too much. Yes. I apologize. I know, as Sonia mentioned at the very beginning, it is birthday week, weekend Turn bash up. kind of thing. Cake, cake, early, cake, but we started. Cake, We're having cake, some fun. Cake. Hope you all enjoyed. Thank you so much once again for joining us. We hope you all stay safe. Healthy. We love you. Yes. Bye. Bye.